is Raph. I am playing Grinna, a barbarian human, uh, running from his past as an ex-soldier, now turned mercenary. Hey everyone, I'm, I'm Jared. I, um, I'm playing the character of Luther. Uh, he's a Dampier. Uh, he is a fighter that specializes in firearms, a bit of an investigator, and I am the great, great, great uncle of uh, Grinna. Hi, I'm Jacob. I'm playing Tithla, the Goblin Ranger. Uh, she is a wonderful hunter and medical genius. Hi, I'm Haz. I'm playing uh, Theodore Ursa, the satyr druid, who's a kind of a, a charismatic druid who's unwillingly taken Tithla un- under his under his wing as she's followed him through the, the forest for the past few months. G'day, I'm Tom. I'm playing Jonal, the Asimir wizard. Um, he is on the pursuit of good and evil, uh, finding out the best and worst in this world, and he's doing that with a little bit of naivety and optimism. And I'm Owen, the dungeon master of our Curse of Stride campaign. Hello! Hello, <laughs> hello, hello, everybody! Hello, hello, and welcome to The Lost Archives, and a very spooky Halloween to all of you. <laughs> Welcome to episode one of our Curse of Strahd campaign. It's very exciting to have you here. We're very, very excited to get started on this epic new adventure. Uh, Now, thank you for those of you who joined us for our session zero. If you're listening to this recorded or watching this on YouTube, you can go back and check out session zero. Not a huge amount of story. It's mostly focused on setting up the characters and their shared background, or at least that was the plan. You guys ended up role-playing an entire shared history uh, impromptu, which is absolutely fantastic and uh, I'm very much a big fan of. So if you wanted to get a bit of an understanding about who each of these characters are and where they've come from, uh, go and check out our session zero. But tonight we're going to be jumping straight into our first session of Curse of Strahd. So let's do a quick intro to the campaign and then we will jump in and do just a really quick introduction of each of your characters as well. I know we've played the character intro video at the very beginning, but I think we'll come and do a little bit more as well. So our campaign begins with... As usual, the Tempest Adventuring Guild, a name now legendary across the lands of Nostea. Each of you has been contacted by Azua, one of the founding members of the guild, with an invitation to come and interview for a new team being set up under Tempest's banner. Travelling to the merchant city of Oxenfurt, located on the west coast of Oshia, you quickly find your way to the Night Hall, an impressive three-storey manor house that now houses the guild headquarters. You're not too surprised to find others waiting there as well. Others that you remember from your past, familiar faces, both friendly and confusing. Azua meets you at the gate and brings each of you through to an opulent sitting room. Standing just over six feet tall and dressed in elegant orange and yellow robes, Azua is warm, friendly and excitable as he talks you through the plan. A request has come through that requires some specialist knowledge and skills which the Kempis Guild currently lacks. Luckily, however, Azua has been able to locate all of you, people he feels would be perfect for the job. A ruined town called Dowerbridge has been the source of much rumour and fear recently. The town was burned down during the ruin, it's now overgrown with weeds and thickets, and has been abandoned since the time of living memory. Recently, however, a band of adventurers boasted loudly about discovering a map leading to hidden treasure they had discovered, treasure they would shortly be returning with from the town. Days, and then weeks passed, with no sign of these adventurers returning from what should have been a two-day trip. Another group was sent to investigate but they have also now mysteriously vanished. One of their number, however, had injured his leg on the trip and so had been unable to enter the town with the rest of his team. He described a large, dark manor house surrounded by thick fog rising above the ruined buildings in the centre of town. 
His friends seemed to have an easy time of entering the manor, but never returned. Sufficiently spooked, this man quickly returned to Oxenford as quickly as he could with an injured leg, where the tales spread like wildfire through the city. Azua wants you to go and investigate, ideally locating and returning the missing adventuring parties alive and well. What could possibly go wrong? So, our last session focused on each of you uh, interviewing and being recruited into this second team for the Tempest Guild. As you all sit around in the opulent sitting room, the marble floors underneath you, very faint sort of smear of ash underneath Grinner's seat from where he dropped his cigarette butt. Um, the rest of you seated around looking at Azua as he's sort of just taking you through the grief of the adventure. Um, each of you sort of can see each other sitting around. Uh, Azua points to a large chest in the corner. Well, I, I, I've, I've taken the liberty of organising some gear. I understand that you uh, you might have come or packed a little bit lightly. I, I know the message said to come urgently, and uh, I can see some of you are travelling quite lightly. Uh, Grinnell, we've discussed that you don't have any weapons. Uh, there are some equipment here, some, some items that might be useful on your journey if you wanted to, to stock up and, and get yourselves all equipped. And that's your starting equipment that you have all already taken on your character sheets. Right, well... Any questions for me? I understand that you uh, you probably are the, the experts in this matter, and I understand especially uh, especially you, Luther, you've come from a, a background of investigating. Uh, I imagine you must have some questions. <clears throat> so, um, basically, what we're heading into here, do you have any information at all? Anything yes, that well, might uh, help apart, from, apart from what I've told you, um, yes, well, the person you want to seek out, that adventurer who made his way... Back. Um, I believe his name was. Let me just have a quick look. Uh, Delgin. Yes, he was a halfling ranger from a, uh, a band known as the Twin Moons. That was the adventuring party sent to go and uh, locate the first party who'd gone missing. And that first party was called the White Tower. You, you might have heard of them. They were responsible for um, for defeating a, a large group of, uh, of blights that had invaded a uh, invaded a small settlement. And uh, Mr. Azur, um, is this? Adventuring party, a part of the Tempest Guild? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, we only have one uh, main party that's part of the Guild. You might have heard of them. Uh, famous heroes, Mira, Jin, Yerveth, Loki, and Shana, and, and, and some few others as well. We've recently recruited some members to that primary team, uh, KC and Boulder. You might have heard of their names before. Um, no, they, they are they are obviously the main party of the Guild, and now we're, we're expanding. We're actually uh, including you as our second adventuring party. Uh, no, they're, they're major groups similar to the Tempest Guild, associated with the League of Adventurers, which, um, well, quite a prestigious group. I don't need to tell you their, their power and influence throughout uh, throughout all of Oshia. Uh, no, of, of course not. We definitely know who they all are. Yeah, I have much in living in a forest with a small <laughs> goblin for many months. It's uh, well aware of who the League of Adventure. Wow. Yes, well, well I'm... Ginger Indian. Well, that, that made a mistake. <laughs> my, my passive. <laughs> he gets three sentences is how long the accent would last. <laughs> so my passive insight. Do I recognise that they're lying? It's fifteen. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Blatantly. <laughs> you got any maps uh, about you of this? town we got to go to. I like yes, to, yes, I do. I, well, know. I don't have a map of the town itself, but I, I do have a map that leads uh, to directly where you need to go. Um, I'll, I'll just have to go fetch it. It might take me a little bit of time to go to go locate it. So why don't you ask me some other questions in the meantime, and I'll make sure that map's yes. available for you without too much delay. Uh, I will upload right. it to Roll20 and make it available <laughs> on a page for you. Perfect. <laughs> Carry on, please. If they are not affiliated with your guild, why do you insist on going to rescue these adventurers? Ah, like back in their illustrious guild, as you put it, not not send someone to find them? Well, it, uh, I mean, look, I don't want to brag, but 
Tempest Guild has, has required a, a bit of a reputation recently. Uh, we're, we're seen as the guild that gets things done. And uh, sometimes it's a little bit good to, to offer a helping hand to those friends and colleagues who, who might not be as fortunate as you. And if it happens to prove our worth over them, uh, it potentially increases our gold that we will have available and allocated to us as part of the League of Adventurers, which means we get more gold, and now that you're part of us, you get more gold. Yeah, and, and how much is that? Well, I, I don't know of a specific number that the guild will receive, but obviously each of you, if you can solve this mystery in return, um, and, and you prove yourselves worthy of the guild title, uh, we're more than happy to offer you 5,000 gold each as a, as a thank you. What? a full-time position in the guild, which comes with a stipulation, an ongoing stipulation, um, of 1,000 gold per year, as well as any treasure that you yourselves can recover. Very minor fees to help keep the guild running, uh, from, from a little little 10% cut that goes to the guild, and, and sometimes a 20%, sometimes an 80%, but don't worry too much about those numbers. I have a very expansive contract that my friend Professor Griswold has written out, which he will get you to sign at some point. Um, Jonah at this point would um, butt in. Oh, well, um, I think the most important thing here is that we're searching for these adventures and making sure that they're okay, because that's I think that's the most important thing here. Guys, yeah, of course, exactly. and he looks around. Yes. Oh, uh, Jonah, I could not have put it better myself. You are doing a community service, not just for yourselves, but your, for your fellow adventurers. I mean, if we didn't help out our fellow adventurers in need, how can we expect them to help us out if we were to run into any trouble? That's called natural selection, mate. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, but sometimes, sometimes, evolution has a bit of a helping hand, as it were. And today, you have that opportunity to be that helping hand. Are you suggesting you want us to murder these bad No, 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 let me make that perfect. <laughs> Are we Darwin awarding them? <laughs> I'd, I would really like you to return with all of them alive. I'm not winking. I'm not doing any sort of strange movement. I am 100% honest. Please bring them back in one piece and alive. I'm yeah, I, I don't know that I trust this guy. He's a bit weird. Who, me? He seems like he's very specifically saying don't do something, but it kind of seems like he wants us to do it. I really don't want you to do it. Please, feel free to use your natural, insightful abilities to, to tell what I want. Madam Titler, it is very clear that he does not want to say anything illegal, so we will do as he asks no 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 no! i'm really i'm really oh, concerned I'm between the lines is what i do best i'm i'm genuinely quite concerned that you have the wrong impression please do your best to save can these people as he asks them alive oh dear um <laughs> can now adventuring party be named the down award what was that sorry I, mi I missed that first bit can our adventuring party be named the darwin award um i mean <laughs> I, w I was willing to, yeah, of course, up to you guys. I, no, of course, absolutely. You, you, uh, naming naming your party, naming your group is a, is, a, is a sacred right for each of the members. And please, I, please discuss this. You don't have to come up with a name right away, but if you would like me to pencil in the Darwin Awards as your... <laughs> Who the your, fuck your... is Darwin? Oh, he's a very famous oh. man. You might have heard of him. He was responsible for the theory of, uh, of evolution, that monsters over time gradually will become more evil as they are exposed to other monsters, yes. Yeah, right. Mm. Yes, like of bollocks. course. Another thing that I know very much about. Well, that's very good. Well, you're, you're strangely informed, Teethla. I'm very impressed. <laughs> Azua I don't know why it has to be strange that I know things. Well, due to your young age, of course. I'm not making any, any comments like that. I just mean you're quite young. Yes, you seem to know a lot of your history. And, and didn't you say... Yes, well, were... I can say anything. The words are free. <laughs> he does, like, pause at that. Oh, okay. 
Well, technically, yes, you are correct there. Well, if you uh, do need to learn anything a little bit more about life, Kithla, then uh, I uh, I have studied in the libraries for quite a while. Like you can hit me up whenever you need. Don't have any concerns about asking me any questions about, you know, life, humans, good or evil. I, could, you know, I'm, I'm fairly in? well versed. I probably would. Could I jump point. in with a question now? Oh, no, yeah. sorry. After, after you, Luther. No, 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 no. You go. I want to see what you say first. Because I was going to do just an interaction. I, I was just going to ask if you know what the going rate of a goblin girl is these days. <laughs> nice. I was going to go along that route. You've, you've gotten it. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, uh, the going rate for a goblin. It's a very interesting question. Um, it seems I'm like not it sure... used to be two gold, and I'm just wondering if I'm worth more than that to you now. Yeah, well, you know, you should never steal children, and I don't think there was ever a scenario where that was going to happen before that, you know, borrowing and stealing is really grey here. So, well, well, I'm sorry, what was your question instead, Wait, actually? I think, look, I think I might interject here. Basically, I don't think we should put any price on life and such. That's my two cents. Luther, I, yeah, very well said. That's like exactly what I meant. Well, yeah, thank you, yeah. Right, a bad way of doing it, my friend. I've also heard 5,000 gold, so, yeah. you know, maybe it's that. You've appreciated in value, haven't you? Well, actually, yeah. What an investment if you only got you for two gold a couple months ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, indeed, five thousand each. If you can, if you can bring back these adventurers, uh, absolutely. Yes, that's the that's absolutely. Oh, wait, the... So, if we don't bring them back, though, we don't get the five thousand. Um, if you can find out what happened to them, I believe we have been offered a reduced fee for each of them, which would work out roughly to about three thousand to each of you. If you if you can return uh -huh. with with the story of what happened, but obviously, okay. um, if you can find if you can find and return them, that's that's going to be a little bit a little bit worth worth it. What enough. about? Bodies and trophies. Like, if we don't find them alive, you want their toes or what? Uh, I. How can they no. tell by the toes, though? Like, uh, maybe right. we should, like, bring back their heads and like... such. Like, is that what we're talking about? We could do that. Although heads are heavier, it's a bit less gruesome, though. Not, it's a bit gruesome, though. Not my type of thing, but it's just the only thing I could think of that would actually identify them properly. From my experience, maybe uh, the dentures. Yeah, teeth are good, or uh, thumbs. Thumbs are good too. Getting a little bit darker, um, though. I, I'll let you know right now. If you could not return with body parts, that's a great. That that would be fantastic. <laughs> if you could instead return, um, each of them will have a symbol of their guild uh, on it. So for right, like um, a tattoo that we got to cut off. No, 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 no. Like a badge or some no, sort of emblem think... on their clothes that you could return. So the white tower, uh, it's going to be some sort of shield uh, embossed with a white tower, like a lighthouse. And for the twin moons, you're looking for some sort of symbol with two moons overlaid okay. on each other. Obviously. Nostea has the two moons, and so they they utilize that symbol. So, if you're paid, is this symbol is this symbol easy enough for us to acquire? Like these are guilds that are currently already sort of around. Like, could we? Oh, no, no, no! E each of them will be slightly enchanted, so you'll be able to tell if it's been magically. Yeah, good. That's a good okay. question. That's a very good question. Uh, look, it's if, fine, if, because if it was, I was that simple. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking a little bit of just copying them and like giving them to you, even if we didn't ever found them. So, <laughs> I, I mean, look, you should admit that you were going for forgery. Obviously, I cannot, I cannot <laughs> condone such such vicious actions. But we did ask, we did ask Griswold about this, and he said, "No, that I'm, would be... I'm, I'm, look, basically, like for me, I'm, I'm someone who's, uh, you know, always stocked up and uh, wants the." the most knowledge they can get like and you have a look at his backpack now that i've added all that equipment he it's just stuffed to the broom stuff yeah. um but so i'm just lying on my ducks in one line basically just get all the information i can so uh appreciate that 
No, absolutely. Very good questions. Um, if you did want to go speak to uh, to Delgin, the um, the uh, half uh, the halfling ranger from the yes. Twin Moons, I believe he is currently being held in the uh, Free Hospital uh, just down the road. Um, the Lady Azua Free Hospital. No relation, strangely enough. I always thought that somehow I could get some sort of like a, a discount here, but it is free, so I, the discount doesn't really work. So, um, anyway, so where we're going, though, uh, do you know any features or things you should know about, like, the, the lay of the land? Any yes, potential yes, um, pitfalls, any hazards, any uh, monsters, any beats, anything we should watch out for in that area? Yeah. Draw all that on the map for us, if you would be so kind. Draw? No, well, I, I, I can tell you roughly of the land. The area that you're going to be headed through is uh, is fairly well uh, well patrolled. I mean, Dower Bridge, a very long time ago, did used to be a, a, a town of some significance. I understand it was a, a logging town. Um, and then that they, they fell on some hard times at some point in the past. Uh, but it used, it used to be along the main road between uh, Quirkbell and Thonter, just towards the north. Uh, you'll be heading along the river for the most part, and then up towards an area that is slightly wooded. The town itself is is being abandoned and destroyed for a very long time. I, I don't believe there are any maps of it. It's 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 ruins, and it has been for for ages. I I have to say it was it was a bit of a surprise when the White Tower came out claiming that they'd located a treasure there. I th I thought the town had been abandoned and raided very, oh, very long ago. Okay, so no one actually lives there or anything like that. Oh, as far no, as we are no. aware. No, I, it's been fully abandoned. The the local town of Thonter, um, I, I don't want to unduly worry you, but they, they do claim that there is a curse that lies upon the town, that it is uh, abandoned and cursed. Um, is that Thonter with a T-H? Or yes, S-T-H, Thonter. Um, I, I, have a, I have a map almost ready for you. I hear my assistant is close by with it, so it should be ready <laughs> in a moment. I believe my assistant is just is just getting a new page ready to copy the map on for you. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Luther. Um, uh, I woke up to Luther. I'm like, um, Luther. Um, do you? How come you're asking why? Uh, how to get there? I thought you just know where to go most of the time. Yeah, that's how he finds out, mate. He's got to ask the question so he learns where to go. Yeah, no, I don't know these things. Just. It doesn't come to oh, me. Oh, okay, right. I know, like, my garden, such, Lathander, goddess of the sun, like, she offers me a lot of stuff um, and gives me the guidance to get through my day, but this stuff, I have to find out on my own. My own right, I, I just uh, assumed that you just knew where you were going all these times. Of, you've helped me out. No, no, every well, time okay, you've asked right. me, it's actually required days of information gathering and such. Yeah, it's just more this old bad shit. I've had to follow the fucker around. <laughs> Oh, ah, no, here's my go. assistant with the map right now. <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, you're, you're such a great help. Thank you. Um, and you see as a, as a tabaxi I'm woman sorry, what was in. your name? Thank you. Oh, perfect. No, I'm so ready for you, you son of a bitch. Um, a, tabaxi, a tabaxi woman walks in dressed in very elegant robes, but wearing quite heavy blacksmith's gloves that are clearly designed to withstand the heat. She has a pair of welding goggles up on her forehead. And as she sort of stalks into the room, you can see her um, almost like dusky... Uh, like beige fur spotted with these uh, very dark brown spots, almost like a hyena. She, she, uh, I'd say more like a cheater actually. As she steps in, she hands this rolled over map to um, to Azua, gives a deep bow, and as, as Tithla calls out, "What's your name?" Uh, she turns towards you. Ah, oh, it is a pleasure to meet you. I am Howls under the earth. I was that an adjective or a noun? Um... It is my name, Howls under the earth. 
That's pretty cool. I only got the one. Just you can luck. call me Hals for short. That is what most of the guild call me, is Hals. Um, looking at Hals. Yeah. What attire do they have on? Like, what a Very elegant robes with a leather apron. So she's wearing these um, strips of fabric tied together to form this uh, very tight-fitting dress. It looks to be designed to sort of hold air close to the body, but not press the fur against her skin as if it's designed for warm weather uh, moving about the desert. And then over the front, she has this leather apron that's tied around the back. And you can see the leather apron in the front pocket are a set of tongs still steaming, clearly from having just doused something very hot in oil. So I like almost like my my look, my eyes fill with like, I wouldn't say a hunger, but like I sort of like show forth and go, um, look, I, I'm so sorry to bother you, but your tongs and such and your apron, are you some type of like blacksmith or something? Ah, you are very perceptive. Yes, I am the blacksmith for the Tempest Adventuring oh, Guild. That is... Look, uh, I lost something dear to me. My, um, I had some firearms, uh, pistols and, and such like that. Uh, I've, um, I, I misplaced them. And I've been looking for someone to uh, help me get, get sort of, get something akin back, like something like that. So... You, you are. Could, could you help me with that? I have created fire hands before. At least the casings for them. We have a uh, enchanter here, a Professor Griswold. I will speak with him. Perhaps there is something that we can oh. make you. This is this is a momentous day. Ah, the fan to be praised. Indeed. It is a pleasure to meet all of you. If you have weapons or armor that needs repairing, or you find exotic materials in your travels that you want to be uh, turned into items of use or value, please do not hesitate to come and meet with me at any time. Azua? I probably would already be pushing schematics into her hands, like with like, uh, all these like little okay. flourishes and stuff that I've like like wanted to add to the guns to make them look cool. She she accepts them, has a bit of a look through. Ah, these designs, very curious. Uh, I will go and make a copy. I will return these to you shortly. Stalks out of the room. So, level three. <laughs> level three. Um, just give me two I seconds. I'm going to see what Lisa's down. barking about. So please feel free to mm. introduce yourself for a second. I'll be right back. Perfect. Well, at risk of being rude, you lot, uh, I have a feeling that we're killing daylight here and uh, there may very well be people dying uh, that we might need to be doing something about. Mm. I no. couldn't agree with you more, Grinner, and I think that the most efficient way forward is for us to just tell Azur that we found them and that they were dead and that they were just naked so we couldn't bring the medallions back. <laughs> Perhaps there was some sort of fire that burnt just their clothes. Um, that seems so, like the um, most plausible way forward. So right, how could we talk to them? How could well, we, we go, talk to them? We go to what, the pub, give them a day, and then we come back over. Oh, I, sounds... I, Azul's going to be back in a couple minutes. That sounds good to me. <laughs> I fucking knew it. How... Go on. Off you go. Azul, yeah. Tell us your grand strategy and such. Azul, I regret to inform you that we're back. We're back. We have returned. <laughs> Unfortunately, they were not able to be found. Well, sorry, we found them, but they oh, yes. were naked. No, they weren't. Oh, oh, not wait, hold clothes. on. 
Azu was just walking. Oh, I, I, I mean, I was sitting here watching you the whole time as you talked amongst yourselves and, and planned this out. And so I'm, I'm somewhat confused as to what you think you're pulling here. I was explaining um, it to Azur that they were, couldn't. We know we found them, but they weren't there. Look. But they, no, but I, I, I literally have just been sitting here listening to you discussing this plan. <laughs> I, I don't know a, what you a funny joke. thought you would no, achieve. No, my friend, my friends, that was a funny joke. That just a jokester here. In, so, in the meantime, let, me, little let prank. me pull out the map for you to have a bit of a look at. So as you can see here, we're down in the southern section at Oxenfurt. So I'll bring the map open so people can see that. Um, yes, down here in Oxenfurt, you'll see the town of Postit, not too far away. Uh, you want to head up the north road along the river past Quickbell. Towards Dower Bridge, up towards the north there. I hope you can see all that. God, that's a long fucking trick. Yes, it it will be a little bit of a journey, but I believe Griswold has something that will help speed you along your way. Uh, he's been working on a horse and carriage to help get you there quicker. Uh, without the horses, I know. Very exciting. Well, how are we going to move without the? Yeah, right. Well, we've got to source those ourselves. What sort of adventuring guild is this? No, no, you don't need the horses. No, we do need the fucking horse. No, no, I'm not dragging it. Is it no, golden no. powered? I, I, you, you don't understand how amazing this is. It drags itself. But how does it do that? Magic, my friends. I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to pretend to understand how it works. Sometimes, like, like I myself can't even use magic. I don't even sometimes believe it exists. Um, Azua holds up his hand. You watch as his hand fills with light. And then he rises it up, and the light shines around you as little fragments mm. of light drop down, and then he lowers his hand. Um, it's a strange position to be in. I can guarantee magic does exist. It is a thing. Mm, probably mirrors and so. H- how do the airships work? You've seen them fly overhead, I'm assuming. Well, they're the uh. air. You just said it. Thanks. Grin is going to lift up his shirt, and there's like this massive melted wound like in his side. Oh, That's from a fucking fireball, mate. I can guarantee you that magic is a real thing. Wait, did you say it's melted or melting? Melted. melted. Like this big scar, like just round patch. Magic mm, yes. is real, and it fucking sucks. You're a wizard, know. aren't you, Jono? Surely you've just demonstrated some magic at some point that Luther would have seen you, you do. Yeah, well, I um, I can cast uh, the cantrip light, and I mean, you just did it right in front of him, and I'm just baffled. And so I flick my finger, and uh, here's some light. Look, I'll be honest, though, that's a probably mirrors set up and such, and like, everything you're talking about. Probably, uh, I've seen a lot of like the technical wonders and such. So, uh, I, I'm no, I'm not completely uh, convinced. Okay, well, that's a strange position to be in, but um, enjoy it. I hope I hope it, uh, hope it does you well. I think Grin is going to stand up and just take another dog end out from fuck knows where and light <laughs> the original one off the end of it and looking over at Tithla, actually put this one out on the bottom of his boot and stick it in his pocket and then start puffing away on the next one and wander towards the door and just stand next to the door expectantly. Oh, <clears throat> Tithla's going to give you a very appreciative nod, just like a... Thank you. Madame de Monsieur, should, shall we go investigate this um, this ranger from the White Tower? I he think it's a good spot to start. Was he at the pub or the hospital? I think. He's the free hospital. I, I, the lady is your free hospital. Perhaps Indeed. we should check the pub before we get to the hospital, see if he um, has gone there instead. Pub first every fucking time, mate. You're speaking my language. Okay, yeah. Right. Azua. Okay, um, yeah, sure. Well, very well. Look, I'm... No, 
no great rush. Uh, it's just that there is another group who potentially might be taking up this job as well. And if they do get there before you, it would be a we bit of an embarrassment for us. No, please don't. Why? It's, it's very, I'm very concerned about... Aren't you a druid? You're supposed to respect life, are you not? I respect the life that... Res what is that accent? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was the best one so far, actually. <laughs> I respect life, that respect... Uh, Ella. <laughs> Let's just roll with it. Roll respect. with it. He's from Kazakhstan now. I think what you're trying to say is uh, you respect life that is part of nature because that's how you connect to the rest of the world. So you don't value humans as, as in, in that kind of way, which is actually kind of awful. Why? That's That's pretty bad, actually, yeah. Well, because they cut down the trees with little to build their roads and buildings and they do not care for the animals of the forest that are destroyed when they do this. So Please. why should I not murder five innocent people in order to get a 3,000 gold payday to, I don't know, plant <laughs> trees or something? That's right. It, it goes round in a circle. It's black and white. Is, is it's it's got simple. the circle of life, John, or? Yeah, um, I don't think um, that one holds up entirely, but I'll, look, I'll think about it later tonight and we can work through some of the details maybe. That, yeah, we'll, we'll workshop it later. Yeah, I stand by to go on that one. Uh, as, you guys that are, as you guys are talking, um, Howls, the tabaxi woman, walks back in again and hands over the diagrams and schematics to you, Luther. Yeah, I have taken a copy of, uh, of your notes, and I had a quick chat to Professor Griswold. He said to give you this, that when the designs were done, we could send it straight to you. She hands you a small silver coin etched with a symbol you haven't seen before, uh, a cloud being broken in half by a lightning bolt, which you probably assume is the symbol for the Tempest Adventure Guild. Yeah. Um, thank you very much. I appreciate that greatly, my friend. His advice was to keep it somewhere where there is a lot of space around it. Uh, apparently, when we have the guns ready to send to you, the fire hands, they will replace this coin, no matter how far you uh, you go. But um, make sure that it is not somewhere that is uncompactable, or uncompressible, he said. And whatever okay, you do, nope. do not swallow it by accident. Noted. We're from Titla, then? Oh, yeah. This ain't getting anywhere near her. That could be a handy weapon, though, let's be honest, if we get somebody to swallow that that we don't like. <laughs> I, I, Professor Griswold said to tell you that... Professor Griswold said to tell you that if you were to swallow it, it would teleport you instead of the guns, and only most of you, the same volume as the guns. But you would not get the guns, so you would have to pick. I'd take that okay. trade-off. If stick that into a fucking dragon, mate, we'll just fucking win the game. <laughs> uh, noted. Um, thanks. Thanks for that. Um, looking forward to uh, getting these guns in whatever way they come, I guess. That's I looking at Gruner. I have a few more jobs to complete first, but I will uh, endeavor to get started on them soon. It may take me a few days, but you will have them shortly. Uh, no problem. Thank you very much. No problem. I take it you are in need of bullets as well. Black um, powder. Yeah, look, there's a few things I'm going to have to stock up on. It's okay. Professor Griswold says he potentially has a new formula of black powder that he will work on for you. Well, this is a matter of fun. Unless the I rest think. of you had any other requests of howls, I will be on my way. <clears throat> no? 
No, no, nothing from your craft of metal. It is an abomination. That is one opinion. Yes, <laughs> I will bid you. I bid you all good day. And if you have need of me, please do not hesitate to call me whenever you need. Greener She's very big, gracious bow. Would would it make it any better, um, Theo, if I put like a seed in every bullet? So when I shoot someone, uh, a tree will eventually sprout from their corpse. That would be honestly fantastic. Life from death is a beautiful <laughs> thing. Uh, okay, if, if you could do that, Hal's. Uh... <laughs> uh, she's gone. She's left the room. As you like, oh, okay. run down oh. the corridor, like call back out. If you oh. could put a bullet in him, just... the bullet at the seed would be burnt by the the, the black powder. That would. It... He doesn't need to know that. What if we just told him we put a seed in each one? Perfect. House <laughs> walks back in the room. He says right in front of him. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a run down the corridor. Um, I think it's actually funnier for me to just sort of shout that as she's running away. Okay. Um, awesome. Azua turns to each of you. Um, well, I, please don't let me detain you. I understand you've got a lot of work to get done, too. Uh, I have other duties that I need to attend to as well. But um, uh, please feel free to begin your investigation. Uh, when you're ready to depart for the town, just come back here. I believe the carriage will be ready out the front and you can load on up and it will take you on your way uh, you just state the destination that you want to go so you just say very clearly and loudly when you step in dower bridge and it will take you there <laughs> perhaps we've yeah, pronounced it slightly because we are nervous <laughs> uh, i believe I, pro I believe i have a note here from professor griswold he said here uh that you can pronounce it as much as you like the intention is what matters because he's not some second rate hack <laughs> yes, it has that written quite clearly here. Uh, it's finished with he knows what he's about, son. I'm not sure what that means at the end, but he has written that, so I assume it's somewhat important. Maybe that's the second line of the command word. All right, we'll leave you to it, Ben. Well, enjoy, and remember... What was that, sorry, Theodore? Was a good day? Good day to all of you. Remember, be amazing. He gives you all a big thumbs up. Oh, I fucking uh, hate that. I'm going to walk. Yeah, we'll do like absolutely that. amazing. <laughs> we'll do our absolute best. You can you can trust us uh, and believe in us. John will ah, be in I know you can. I'm, I'm very <laughs> proud of you. Um, I think I face palm as he says it. Yeah, you can do that. Gary yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't have seen that. No. All right. He's just standing there happily like, we'll do it very well. Everybody on the count of three. Synergistic teamwork solution. No, he, <laughs> I literally don't put my hand in. he doesn't say that. He doesn't say that. Does um, Azula have a little picture of a cat saying, hang in there up on his office? Yeah, it's a tabaxi. <laughs> it's Hal's. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hal's. She's trying to like, get up there. onto it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as, as, you guys, as you guys head out into the bustling streets of Oxenfurt, you can see down the main thoroughfare of the city that you're currently in. Um, there's a number of large, tall buildings on all sides. Uh, up towards the north looks to be some sort of market district. Only a few sort of steps away from you is a tavern. In fact, built into the Tempest Adventuring Guild is what looks to be some sort of tavern. Um, next to this blacksmith's front where you can see Hal's busy hammering away at a, a lump of very hot molten iron that she's currently tempering, you can see a... a a bustling tavern, busy with many patrons, sitting out in a little beer garden out the front around the corner. You can see inside there are a number of people moving about, um, handing out drinks, ordering drinks, and you can see that the drinks look to be a mixture of what looks to be a lot of wines. Um, somewhat, somewhat, I'd say probably to your eyes, they look to be quite imported wines. A lot of the labels are written in draconic. Uh, and you can, sorry. And you can also see um, located around as well a number of ales in position as well being handed out and presented. Uh, welcome back, Jacob, who had a power outage. 
Still out. Hotspot and a good old torch. <laughs> nice, Gary. That is, that is dedication. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so, so that, that you can see there's a tavern only like a few steps away, literally around the corner. Look, you lot, I was only half joking about the tavern. I'm happy to step in if we want to drink, but to be frank, uh, time is money and uh, it seems oh. like we should probably get the fuck on with this. Yes, it does seem like time's of the yeah. essence with that other group. That's so funny. Uh, I, so I genuinely thought then. you would go into the tavern. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, perfect. as you guys begin heading down the pathway, uh, walking down the main road, it doesn't take you more than five minutes before you can see clearly in front of you a massive two-story building, large open wings. Jacob's gone again. I think his powers just run out once more. Um, uh, uh, open wings into a courtyard, and you can see a large sign above the door. Um, the Lady Azure, spelt A-S-S-U-R-E, as in ashore. Um, the lady ashore. A S S U R E. Yep, it's a it's a very Ashtore. clear attempt. Exactly, ashore. Uh, free hospital. Um, and you can see that there are a number of people coming and going. Some with uh, what looks to be maybe relatives that have been injured, coming out bandaged or, or generally looking a bit better. And those being carted in, um, carried up the front steps right in front of you. As you come around the corner, you can see a man with only a fragment left of what was once his arm. Bone, protr- Bone protruding through the gap in the skin and fragmented and broken, this right arm almost missing. And you can see he's like stumbling up the steps. And as he gets to the top, uh, what looks to be some sort of nurse or, or other matron rushes out. Uh, a human woman, long blonde hair bound back in a white cap, dressed in what looks to be some sort of uh, light blue uh, short sleeved robes, rushes out and goes, Oh! Um, you'll want level two, then. I, I will assist you up the stairs. Oh, that'd be that'd be great, thanks. I can do something for the pain. Give me but a moment. And you watch as she concentrates, grasping at this silver pendant around her neck, presses a hand on his forehead, and you watch as his face just sort of moves from this grimace of agony into almost a bit of a a dopey smile. Oh, oh, that's, oh that's lovely, that is. Yes, now quick, come with me. It's only got 30 more seconds before it wears off. Come, 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 come. And she begins leading up the stairs. Uh, and you can see the hospital in front of you. Well, wow, that was wild. I've never seen anything like that, that, that healing before or pain relief. Have you seen that before, Luther? Um, well, not, well, not really, to be honest. Um, in my adventuring and search, I've never seen such a thing. I've really traveled more in um, small towns. This this is the big smoke, the big city, and I don't really come here often if I can help it. Nah, fair enough, fair enough. Have you seen this yeah. before? I take it no, you haven't. No, no that's, um, that's like quite surprising. I didn't know it existed. Well, they do that sort of shit all the time on the battlefield. It's... Uh, that's it's a very good out. question, actually. How many times have you had something like that heal you before? Me? Oh, yeah. shit, mate. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, well, with that startling revelation, then, should we step inside? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Ready? Let's go find our injured adventure. As you um, step in, the... oh, sorry, yeah. 
as you guys step in, the building itself is is large and clean. You can see there are a number of pathways leading off down the various wings that are designated as different wards. You can see magical accidents and maladies. Uh, you can see physical injuries. There's a ward covered what looks to be some sort of weird um, shimmering wall of incandescent force marked infectious diseases. Um, you get the sense that possibly some sort of wall of force keeps that somewhat quarantined. Um, but in the very center of the room is what looks to be some sort of reception desk. Uh, a woman in her sort of late 50s, auburn graying hair tied back again in this sort of similar white cap um, is sitting at a desk with a large ledger open. And you can see next to her a quill is writing by itself, moving in the air as she dictates out loud what she's describing. And people seem to be coming and going, asking her for information. As you guys walk through into the into the room, there's a brief opportunity where the desk is unattended uh, by other by other patrons. And as you walk up, she looks up towards you. Oh, hello. Are you here looking for a friend or relative? Oh. We are here to visit our uh, injured brother. His name is... Fonta. Fonta. He's a flag. She has a bit of a look no. through. No, the name's uh, Delgan. She has, as, as you get, she has to see... Oh, Delgan. Why did you say Thunta? That's a that's Who a the town. Fuck do I have written down? <laughs> it is a simple nickname you know, that we have for, for Delgan. Thunta is a town up towards the north. Uh, Delgan, oh, I can help you great. with. Yes, Delgan. Um, is, you is want to head through into physical injuries. Uh, he is in uh, bed 37. Uh, so if you head down and look on your left, after about uh, 15, 16 places, you should see bed 37 marked. Um. I'll, uh, I'll... It'll be good to see a good old Thonter again. Good old Delgan. <laughs> Delgan yes. Fonta, that's where he's from. He's from Fonta. That's, that's... Oh, Delgan of Fonta. I should update our records. <clears throat> yeah. Patient Fuck. 37, Fonta <laughs> Delgan, Delgan of Fonta. Update record 17B through to 13F. You see the quill. His middle name is also Felton. <laughs> Felton. Fel... His name is Delgan Felton Fonta. <laughs> yes. His parents fucking scratch, scratch that. Scratch that. Um, <clears throat> patient 37, you want to change forms. Well, you have to change them all, actually. We've got his consent signed. No, we don't want to change anything. You are no, changing no. Oh, it. Sorry, I'm talking to the quill, not you. Um, please change all forms. Delgan, Felton, Fontar, forms. Well, all, all forms. Change all forms. Watch the quill crosses out what it had just written and then begins <laughs> writing something else underneath. Well, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be frank. Um, that's more our pet names for him. I don't really know if that's his actual Scratch official that. name. Uh, change no forms. <laughs> Thank you. The quill. <laughs> and then it, the quill rises up and looks at you. It's it, the only way to describe what happens as the point of this quill rises up and looks at you and you see a drop of ink fall onto the desk and then the quill lowers back down and continues writing something else. I yes, think we've... 37? You had physical injuries. Good day. But not. Brilliant. Um, you guys head through past the ward. Uh, you can see standing guard are two golems made of some sort of hard stone, but with crystalline structures built through them. And as you walk up, both golems sort of turn, and you hear coming from each of their mouths, identifying visitor 11F, 11A, 11A, 11B, as each of you walk past, and they give you a designated number. Um, as you walk past them. As you begin heading down the hallway into the wards, as you pass through the different beds, you can see most of the beds are curtained off, 
Uh, occasionally people coming and going, nursing staff and surgeons and doctors moving in and out. And as you come to bed 37F, you see a halfling dressed in nothing but a, a light gray tunic and uh, slightly uh, yellow faded brown pants uh, is lying in bed, sort of half asleep, sort of lying back, eyes a little bit closed. Um, you can see curly hair brushed up around his head, slightly pointed ears, large halfling feet, and a very warm, friendly round face. And as you guys come around the corner, um, he sort of is half asleep and cracks an eye open as he sees you and then opens both eyes. Oh, hello there. Are you from the Tempest Guild? I was I was told you that you might be coming through to have a bit of a chat to me. Yep. Um, yes, that is us. Lovely to meet you. Uh, Delgan, I presume. Ah, Delgan Farfellow, lovely to meet you. It's, uh, it's a bit of a... I bit of a that's changed. I believe your name is Delgan Felgen of Thornton. Thornton? Yeah, the... Uh... Records have changed a little bit now. Oh, um, I'll have a chat to the nurses later then. Uh, get that fixed up. Strange confusion, that is. Um, well, was, I'm really, was. I'm really hoping you can find the rest of me team. Uh, I'm really worried about them. It's been a few days now. Thank you for, for looking into it, obviously, for, for trying to find them. I, I really appreciate it. So, um, you were, you were with your team going to, uh, Delbridge. Um, uh, yeah, 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 that's right. We were trying to find the White Tower, a group of, um, uh, adventuring group, much like yourselves. Party. Yeah, they traveled there earlier. Um, said they'd found some sort of treasure, but they just went missing one day. So, um, we set out to try and locate them. And, and I mean, look, I'm being honest, hopefully try and steal the treasure from under their noses if we happen to find it first. But, um, uh, we were attacked by wolves along the road, and, uh, and I got, ran afoul of a pretty nasty wolf bite. It was a bit infected, so I... I couldn't really keep up with the rest of the group. My, my fever had started to, to get a bit intense. So while I camped out on the edge of town, the rest of them headed in. Wait, so you're, ta- you're saying that that wolves attacked? Attacked I, a full party, an adventuring party? Yeah, during the night. Um, that doesn't led, really... Led by a large know, white I... wolf. Uh, looked like some sort okay. of warg or, or, or dire wolf, maybe. Were you camped the, up on a hill? Did you get much of an idea of the layout of the town? It's good to have intel on these sort of things. Yeah, I, we, go we did, yeah. The, the party left me up on top of a hill near a large oak tree that sort of oversees the, the southern part of the town. I mean, to be honest, we're calling it a town. There's not, there's not much there. It's really just ruins and overgrown brambles and thickets. But, I mean, that's how it looked like during the day. We, we camped out, had a bit of an explorer, couldn't really see any sign of them. We were getting the willies being in there it's hard to describe it felt odd like we were being watched we didn't feel very safe camping there so we, so we left the left the main town and camped out overnight and that's when the, the wolves attacked us I uh, I couldn't head into town with them I was, I was pretty sick the rest of them headed in but during the night this mist rolled across the town and it was the strangest thing this large manor house was suddenly there I swear by the light of day we could not see a damn thing but then there in the night there it was Lights burning in the windows, torches lined the walls and floor heading up towards it. The pathway it was warm and inviting. My friends, they, they, they my colleagues, they, they wanted to go and investigate, said that maybe this was some sort of enchantment. Once they went in, they never came back out. Once my fever had broken, oh. I tried to head back down into the town, but during the day it was gone. And I, I dared not venture back into that place alone at night, so I made the difficult decision to try and make my way back here and get some more help. You're it. How uh, how many of there were you? Um, 
maybe like four, five, six. Uh, four others, five in- including myself. Uh, they they all headed in if they've been missing for a while. Um, Is there um, a while? How many days are we talking here? Well, it, it, so they went missing. Uh, so the first day it then took me sort of a day to then explore around and then four or five days to get back. So they've been gone now for almost a week. You managed to walk back to Oxenford with the wolf-bitten leg in five days. I'm pretty uh, pretty adept at bushcraft. I was able to stabilize myself, and once the fever broke, I was able to get back towards the main road. I flagged down a passing farmer who was transporting his stock at least as far as Corkbell. I was able to catch a ride with him, and then from there I was able to summon the Arakokra Messenger Guild to get a, a horse sent out from the Adventuring League. So it didn't take me too long, and I didn't have to do a lot of walking. If I'd had to walk back the whole way, I don't think I would have made it. So, um... As you look down at his leg that's bandaged, you can see blood still seeping through the wound. Right, gotcha. Bandages. So, um... A foul smell rises from his leg, I should say. (laughs) Would you like me to have a look at those wounds for you? I am... I don't like to brag, but I'm quite adept at this kind of thing. Uh, no, that's that's okay. I've I've got the nursing staff looking after it. Uh, Sorry, uh... uh, You with the the brown coat and the the large hat. You were saying something, sorry? Oh, yes. Just over here. So, um... This this large white wolf. Were all the other wolves like like that one, or was this one significantly bigger? No, oh, it was it was pretty large. Uh, I would have said about the size of a horse, but to be perfectly honest, I, I, for me perspective is a little bit hard sometimes, and I was uh, quite feverish at the time. Uh, we were awoken during the night, and I was bitten pretty quickly. I was supposed to be on watch, but um, I don't know why I found myself lulled to sleep during the night. Okay. You fell asleep on watch. I, I know it's it's inexcusable. I don't know how it's it happened. I've never done that before. Expense, my mate. I know. I'm, I'm ashamed, but we all did. There was supposed to be three of us changing watch, but it's like some sort of magic. Some spell was placed upon us. And roughly, how far out of Dow Bridge was this? We were all on a hill looking over the rise. Maybe five minutes walk tops towards the edge of the ruined town. Uh, Not very you far noticed at all. none of these effects walking into town or in that before. We didn't walk into town during the night, only during the day. It's, it's not until the, the wolves attacked that we awoke during the I, night that... I, I, I meant walking to this this position. I wouldn't have... I didn't didn't notice any feeling of, of drowsiness or sleepiness. It was only when the night fell that things seemed to go a bit strange. The town itself during the day just looked like a, an old ruined town. Uh, and there's rambles, no sign of the wolves in that before? No sign of the wolves at all. And and I'm pretty adept at tracking prey through the forest. I, I would have seen signs of wolves about... So, all right, sweetheart. So, what you're saying is that you had a fucking fever dream, and that's the best you got for us. <laughs> Just fine, my friends. Okay, I don't care okay, how much so... of what I say you believe, but you need to understand there's something spooky about that place. Something wrong. Question: Did all this happen the moment the mist rolled in? Yes. Absolutely. Is that when all, everything went pear-shaped? When, when night came and the mists began to roll across the land, it was almost like an ocean rising from the grass itself. The mist was so thick you could barely see through it, but the manor house rising above it, it looked almost like a lighthouse across the sea. Warm light, beckoning, inviting us in. You saw warm lights coming from the abandoned manor house? It, it wasn't abandoned, and I swear the manor house was not there during the day, just these, these crumbling ruins, only like half walls and... and, and left of the floors and foundations but during the night this thing was three stories it was beautiful it looked brand new during the night that you had an intense fever 
during your fucking fever dream. You set like, us over here for a fucking fever dream. I would like to point out the fever dream happened after I was bitten by the wolves. So no, I saw it when I was perfectly sober. Thank you. Oh right, I'm getting my times mixed up. You you got attacked by the wolves after during the, the night. So we were woken up, woken up during the night. So we night came. Mist started to roll in. All of us felt sleepy, went to sleep. Wolves attacked, woke us up. I got bit. Made me feel really sick and really weird, really dizzy and, and quite sick. The rest of my party tried to stabilize me as best they could, but they wanted to go explore the manor during night. They were worried that when the sun rose, it would disappear. They went in to check it out. I watched them enter. The sun came. The manor was gone. The mists were gone. My friends were gone. You'll have to excuse yeah. me. I got that wrong. I apologize. Did they feel compelled beyond the usual curiosity to investigate this house it honestly seems like a really fucking awful idea to be wandering into spooky magically appearing houses in the middle of the night what's well, i mean it's hard to it's hard to say what they were feeling but I, I, I in myself i didn't feel like i was being compelled it was certainly a curious sight and the place itself looked it was really beautiful if you go you'll see it and you'll understand it looks warm and inviting it looks like Sanctuary is the only way I can describe it. It felt safe looking at it. So when we um, turn up there and we'll, you know, very likely find your friends, uh, are the distinctive parts, um, you know, weapons or armor of theirs that we could definitely identify them by? Um, what well, are their, what are their be, names? They'll all be wearing an insignia, a, a, a shield emblazoned upon their clothes or their armor with the, the symbol of the twin moons. Um, I, I don't know if you, if you say one moon eclipsing the other. Um, in terms yeah, of sure. in terms of descriptions, um, I can give you a rough description of each of them. Uh, I've got it all written down as well, if you wanted to take it with you, but I can go through it verbally now. I just get the sense that perhaps you guys yeah, are a bit of a rush. Yeah, we can grab details in the way. The, yeah. Before we go, I, I, if perhaps your colleagues are possessed and are hostile towards us, are there any special abilities we need to know about in order to Possessed. politely subdue them um well i mean their their, their abilities and their uh, their trainings all all on the sheets as well as a sort of a brief description uh, i guess uh, that information could be good most of them are fairly proficient fighters uh, we've got a couple of spell casters um it's a real mix of of, of groups no, we, we as a party do not believe in magic so these are mirror and light casters i believe um I will put my hand up. I will put my hand up. I will put my hand up real quick. I was, uh, that was me attempting a joke. I'm not very good at humor. I can absolutely uh, testify to the fact that magic exists. Do you need I've to actually, see the fucking scar again? I'm not... I've actually been alive for quite a while. I, I have, I, I know magic exists. I'm just not very good at humor. And that's been something I've been trying to work on, obviously. My deadpan sort of tone didn't really come across that way. Luffy, you look younger than me. There's no way you're that old. You haven't been around that long. Ah, well, been been around a little bit, I guess. You look, you're half my fucking age, mate. Yes. No, you're right. 100%. Right. Uh, Look, do we do we take this fella along as a guide? I mean, we're on a car. He's just going to sit there. We bring him along. Um, if if you want I to have go a, for a trip, mate? say if I have a say in the matter, I, I mean I'd love to know what happened to my friends. Yes, I, I wouldn't mind coming along in that way. I can kind of talk you through things that you see. But I have been told that the bite that I received, um, there is a chance that I have been infected with lycanthropy. 
I'm not right, really allowed cool. out. So you sit in the car and we'll just put you down if we need to. Um... <laughs> Can feed you a diet of silver? Um, I... I can't really touch silver right now. I've been told that's potentially a bad sign. Very not good sign. I don't know nothing about it. Uh, how, 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 um, how healed are you? Like, if we brought you along, like, would you be more of a hindrance than anything? Um, it, I've been told that if the, if the curse of lycanthropy has taken hold, if, uh, if I'm exposed to the full moon, I will turn into a mindless ravenous beast and kill anyone and everyone around me. So I I'm haven't not... been checking. Do we have one of those coming up? Um, I believe there's one in two nights. Yeah, right. He's staying fucking here. That's a lie. Yeah, they've, yeah, look, they've already got a ward be... set aside for me to lock me in a room if they get this yeah. ready. I think, for the, I think it's best if you just stay here. Come... Yeah. What if we come back in two days and then we can all go? And then we've got like four weeks. Not, not to we are running out of time. There's another adventuring guild <laughs> coming to steal our gold. I mean, worst case scenario, we just take his fingers off. Um, I, I prefer to keep my fingers if that's okay. Why, why you, would you take my fingers, fingers off? What's that going to do? Well, you're going to grow claws and shit, yeah? So Yeah, but I... Oh, yeah. It's like a declawing so for a cat. The is just the paw. Yeah, no, it's just the top knuckle, right? We don't need to take well, his whole hands. I've heard that um, in some circles, like, declawing and such on creatures is a bit inhumane. Who said that? Well, you're just... right. He's not a human. It's a werewolf. That's exactly he's right. He can't be inhumane if he's not humane. Yeah, well, he's a human. He look, look right in front of us. He's he's a, you know, living, feeling, talking person. Don't well, call him a human. About... That's insensitive. Yeah, he's not, sorry, not human. <laughs> Wait, so, uh, uh, if, he's, if he's a human and such, we'll just leave you in here in two nights and see how much of a human he is, uh, Jonor. Yeah, I believe he'll be okay. Like, I'm sure this is fine. Like, you're, you're in a great hospital ward. Like, I, I believe you'll be okay. Thank you. That does make me feel. That does make me feel a lot better. Right. Thank you. I, I'm so, not sure. Yeah. This is the lady ass hospital. I don't think it's a good hospital. It is. is a, it is free. Actually, it does not sound like it's perhaps free. Oh, no, too free. No, this it's is this is one, one of the best. Right? This is one of the best good. ones. This is one of the best ones in town. It's um, it, it, there's a there's a family, a very rich family. I don't know if you've heard, um. Broken Brow, a dwarven family, Hildwolf. They they actually sponsor this entire hospital. They pay for it. They believe healthcare should be free for all those who who need it. Well, that sounds like a communist nonsense. Perhaps <laughs> we should all just work for half of minimum wage and count ourselves lucky that we have a job. That's but that sounds like communist nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I just use some king's foil and some spit. That normally does it for me. If you say so. All right, Tifla, I think that's enough out of you. What was the dwarven family called? Broken Brow? Broken Brow. Cool. I've written that down. All right, well, shall we um, leave this guy here pretty pretty happily? Yeah, it would be nice to have him along, but I don't really appreciate the liability. It sounds like we're going to be having a tough enough time as it is. Yeah, particularly given that um, we're more than two days away from Dalbridge. Well, yeah, it'd be fun on the road, but no. I mean, we who we could source some silver handcuffs, you know, lock him up. Oh, um, I do know that you know silver is uh, advantageous against vampires. Could we um acquire some silver for anyone shoot bows here? 
Um, if you, you know, we can um, I literally have, I have a heavy crossbow strapped on my back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where did vampires come from? What do you mean vampires? And I, I've got a bow. I there's no... That's a I good point. We have no idea about vampires at the moment, actually. I'm not fighting <laughs> no fucking vampires. That sounds like oh, yeah, gaming nonsense. I'm, I'm going I to... I meant werewolf. Here's what, here's what happens. He says werewolf. Oh, no, no he, meant, he meant werewolf. I meant werewolf. <laughs> the werewolf makes more sense. Well, yeah, uh, look, I think we just keep him here. Then we don't need to shoot him at all with silver bolts. What do you reckon, mate? You want to be Please shot at with silver bolts or not? No, nope, no, thank you. I don't want to be touched by silver bolts uh, or shot. If that's an option. Uh, well, that's uh, fairly definitive, I think. <laughs> I, I also do concur. Right, so we came here, we got fuck all information. Well, we know if the okay. mist comes to be prepared for wolf attack, and we know that a mysterious manor will pop up out of the ground, and perhaps we should not go fucking near it. You know what he's gonna fucking do? You know, it's gonna fucking manifest, is what he's gonna do. <laughs> Um, Delgan, Delgan laughs at this. I don't know if this is the, the medication that they just gave me, but that's pretty funny. Oh, Delgin, fuck, I'm clever. All right, we should. Delgan, I got one more question one before last... we leave. Oops, sorry. Well, you, Tifla, yes, you, by all means, you go first. Um, Delgan, I was just wondering if you managed to kill all of the dogs. Um, we did. We did manage to slay the wolves. Um, the next morning, though, when, when, when I tried to go down to the town, I couldn't find any of the bodies. There was the blood spatters, the, the, the arrows that I'd fired, the, the, the gashes in the, in the earth, but there were no bodies of wolves. It was the strangest okay, so thing. So it sounds like that they're all gone then. Like, it's something we don't have to worry about. You've already solved that for us. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, some absolutely. more wolves ate them. You know? Like, <laughs> that seems very unlikely to me. You know what? You can't rule it out. Tip. You know what? You're absolutely right. So, um, last question for you. Um, did you guys ever find any actual, um, a trail of the White Tower where they might have been going? Like, I know that you guys investigated the, the creepy manor, but did you have a reason to think that the White Tower might have entered the same manor? Yeah, we, we did find evidence of their campsite that they'd left behind. They'd actually camped inside the town, um, not too far in from the entrance. Um, we could find tracks leading in, a few tracks sort of leading around the place. We found a few spots where they'd attempted to dig, uh, a few sort of very half-assed attempts to, to dig up the soil. I couldn't couldn't really see any evidence of things that they'd unearthed there. It didn't look like there was any patches that they'd actually excavated things of interest. Um, and then a series of, of prints that just sort of vanished into thin air down the main thoroughfare. I couldn't track them any further. I, I tried my best, but um, it was beyond my skill to locate where they'd gone after that. I'm not sure what happened to them. You think there's a good chance they went the same way as your mates? Well, I can't help but think the similarities are rather eerie, right? Both oh. groups just vanish into thin air. Did you do that, um... Did you do that... That sort of, um... That tracking in the daytime? So you found the, the, the tracks yes, and they disappeared in the thin air? I didn't do any tracking during the night. I didn't go does, down into town Where they the disappeared, where, where the tracks disappeared, does that correlate with where the location of the manor might have been? Uh, Maybe. It's really hard to say. The place looks different with the mist. I don't know how to describe it. It looks changed, different. I don't know how to describe it. I'm sorry. I'm trying my best. Maybe. That's fine. That's a good idea. Possibly. Hopefully you'll be able to solve that mystery yourselves. I turn to the group. Look. 
let's get out there first and we can obviously find out more but all signs currently point unfortunately to the creepy ass manor yeah and it um, does definitely seem that the nearby town's assumption that the place is cursed is pretty reasonable i think um i would um cursed as shit. i would steal our resolve because we very well might have <laughs> i think we will have to enter that manner i personally am of the mind that both groups entered it quite possibly i believe that's uh, quite likely as well i think we should yeah ready ourselves for going in there I, I really wish you all the best of luck. I, I really hope you find my friends. I really do. Delegan, do you honestly believe they are still alive? I hope. I really do hope. It's all I I've got. Didn't really ask if you hoped. I wanted an honest opinion. I. I think they are. I think. I think I would know if they had, if they had died. I hope that I would know. I mean, we've. We've been working together, traveling together for, for years now, over four years. I, I've, I've lived and, and, and I've grown with these people. I'm a different man now than I was than when I first met them. I, I need them to be alive. That's the best answer I can give. It's my friends. These are my family. I don't really have another. Then we will do our best to bring them back to you and your lycanthropy leg. I'm hoping that that solved when, when they come back. I would like to go back to being an adventurer again one day. Um, now, just a really quick... Uh, so, I have so many questions, but... If you had gotten treated quicker with that leg, do you think you could have not gotten... Uh, oh, yes, they said that, know, that the if, if someone had gotten to me quicker and, um, and been able to, to apply some, some first aid and uh, clean the wound really effectively, I might have... Uh, might have been uh, had a better chance. Any uh, idea what the uh, clean your your wound? Do a medicine check. Yeah, you can do a medicine see check. see how much she knows about what she could do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, in the no, meantime, while Tithel's doing that, Jonah he'll he'll answer you. Um, when they say clean the wound, they mean like the area around the flesh. Uh, it got quite infected quite quickly. If they'd been able to scrape some of that infected flesh away, rinse out the wound with some salt water. I know it sounds pretty painful. I know. I know. As uh, as Theodore grimaces in pain. Don't love that. <laughs> Don't love that. Yeah, scrape away some of the infected tissue and um, and uh, sterilize the area with salt water um, or alcohol. Alcohol would have done it too. Not not beer. I think raw spirits or some some harsher spirits would have done a good job. Maybe it would have been a bit easier, but because it was mostly untreated for for the first few days. I mean, I did my best, but I only had sort of very rough supplies with me. Take salt with you. I really advise just get some get a bag of salt, take it with you. Um, you noted. Yep. Salt's really useful. Wish I had some salt with me back then. Um, Tithel, well, did you um, just do you want me to roll you a d20 and you can tell me what your proficiency bonus is? Sure, it doesn't seem to be working. I'm a plus four. It's okay. All right, I've rolled a d20 for you. That's a 13. Plus four? Plus four? 17. 17. Um, Tithel, you know how to clean a wound. If a wound shows signs of infection, you just need to yep, scrape away the, the dead tissue. You need to apply some sort of but natural this... antiseptic or antibiotic. Would this have stopped lycanthropy? And the, is that your question? Yeah, more uh, yeah from the lycanthropy perspective. Does she what know he's describing this whole enough? thing about if they'd gotten to it quicker, if it hadn't been left to fester for a bit. You don't know a huge amount about lycanthropy. 
Um, but you do know a little bit from maybe maybe a book that you located in the library of your of the of the um, the mayor's house when you were sneaking in one day. You did come across a book that describes these very interesting diseases and afflictions that you quite interested in. You know that lycanthropy isn't a disease; it's a curse. It's magical in nature. It's passed on through the bite of a werewolf. It has to be freely given. The werewolf who bites has to choose to give it. But the creature who receives it doesn't necessarily have to freely accept it. And and it okay. is a curse. This is a magical affliction. With your very limited knowledge and reading up on that, you don't get the sense that it would have been that easy to, to treat. Um, you know Wolfsbane is somehow important, but you don't know how. Okay. Well, she'll interject and say... I don't I don't know that cleaning it really would have helped this whole situation. It might have helped you a bit of a fever dream, but I don't think the werewolf sitch would have been helped by this. Well, Tiffler, um, was there anything that could have helped potentially? Um I, I don't know a lot. I I feel like some wolfsbane may have helped somehow. But I, I really don't know how. Maybe an experiment? It's definitely... We've got some info, um... Probably... Before we, uh, obviously run off, uh, we should get... We should talk to Azur. Maybe his, uh, enchanter friend, Griswold, might be able to tell us a bit more about Wolfsbane. Um, well, I, I mean, we're in, a, about it. we're in a hospital, too, right? So, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody here knows a fair bit about something. Yeah, and I can, uh, consult with the local academics if they know anything about this sort the history around lichen therapy, um, you know, could be helpful. I might, um, might find something out. Delgan, which, the wolf that bit you, that gave you this uh, affliction, was that the large white wolf that you were talking about? Like the the, the, the more dire wolf one? Yeah, grabbed me by the leg and shook me around like a ragdoll. When gotcha. it let go, it sent me flying halfway across the hill. It's very strong, very quick, very large. Would um, Jonor know anything else about um, the, the curse? Do you want to make me an Arcana check, Jonor? Yeah. That's like a great time to break out the Arcana check. <laughs> Good. Not bad. Uh, Jonor, you have, in your travels, read a little bit about lycanthropy. You know that there's a number of different types, not just werewolves. There's other types of lycan- uh, lycanthropes. Um, were bears, were ravens, were rats. Um, there's there's a lot of different types of, of animals, that a human hybrid animal curses that can be inflicted. You know that generally, that connection to that bestial spirit or that 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 transformation into a beast often does render one. Um, a little bit wild and savage during that transformation, almost like a a wild animal takes control while they are in that form. You know that the Cursier is passed on through a bite or a scratch or blood. Sharing blood can also allow for the curse to be shared. Um, You know that it can afflict most races. There's very few races which are immune to lycanthropy. The Yuan-Ti are one of them. The Yuan-Ti of Nostea are immune to lycanthropy, as are Warforged for obvious reasons. Um, mm. Changelings as well are immune to lycanthropy. They cannot be afflicted with lycanthropy, oh, wow. being shape changes themselves. Yeah, fun fact. Um, so there's a couple of races which are immune to lycanthropy, but most others are, uh, they, they can be afflicted by it. Um, was there anything else in particular you wanted to know or other questions you wanted to sort of ask around? 
that. And I'll, I'll tell um, you. Know. It was it was in the context of uh, the injury and treatment, so that's all I was going to. Oh, uh, so yeah, you you know that there's not really any treatment. A creature has to a creature can try and resist the curse mag uh, the curse using because the, the curse is magical in nature. They can try and resist it like any other type of magic. They can be successful. Otherwise, you can remove the curse of lycanthropy using. Uh, a, a very high power of a remove curse and it requires some extra special ingredients um you know that there is a very common tale that wolfsbane will help ward off lycanthropy that's not that's not technically true it can be used in the ritual to help remove a curse of lycanthropy if you've got a, a werewolf curse but wolfsbane itself it's more of an old wives tale it doesn't really do much yeah, okay, Tithler. Um, in your, um, what you mentioned before, I've come across uh, different stories and, and, and um, uh, books along the way saying Wolfsbane can be helpful. It's not a be-all, end-all, but it can help in, in part of the ritual. Uh, and there's different types of uh, this curse. It can affect, you know, rather than... You can, you can get, like, human, bat, human, wolf, human, bear, other combinations, and... They get possessed by this animal when whenever it happens. You mentioned the full moon that, that can happen, um, and yeah, any any type of infection, like a bite or sharing of blood, does uh, does do the trick. Unfortunately. Yeah, well, I have heard, uh, heard of such things before. Sounds like we uh, should not get bit by these things, and. Um, We'll be good to go. No, it's uh, it's not a good time. I can assure you of that. Right. So, kill any dogs we come across on the road, and uh, go find a apparently in again, out again manner. That's about the longer the short of it, right? Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Let's right. let's do that. Shall we go see this Professor Griswold and get our horseless horse and cut? Which I am still a bit suspicious on. Yeah, I think so. Alrighty, you guys. I'm gonna wait for everyone to file out okay. um, and stay with uh, this guy just Delvin for a second. For a few seconds. Yeah, as everyone just... files out, you just sort of hang back to the back, like holding holding the curtain open for them as they each walk past you. Tithler goes, "Oh, thank you." She walks underneath the, the, your arm as you hold the curtain open for her. And she passes out underneath. Um, I'm just gonna lean right down close yep. next to him with like my lips almost at his ear and just murmur back into the pillow a little bit as you get really close <laughs> um you fell asleep on watch you deserve much worse than what you have right now my friend you should be dead and you should be up for fucking court martial and hug i pat him gently on the cheek and walk away uh i'm gonna roll a sanity check for Delvin. <laughs> cool. Uh, Grinner walks out. You don't have any idea of the impact of what you just said. You, you don't know. You walked out and left. That'll help the old lycanthropy. <laughs> He's next um, soldier. What do you expect? Brilliant. Yeah, as you guys, fair. as you guys head back towards the Tempest Guild, out the front of the uh, blacksmith area that's built into the Night Hall, you can see a horse-drawn carriage set up, but no horses. In place of the horses harnessed into the area uh, that's the two central spokes that allow the horses to be harnessed 
is an oscillating sphere of bronze and brass hovering in the air, moving rapidly, lightning crackling across its surface. Moving around, checking the sphere and checking the platinum wires that lead out of it attached to the cart itself is a small gnomish gentleman. White hair slicked back up into a large sort of open quiff, um, dressed in very, um, a very, very fancy suit, but decked out with all sorts of little gadgets and little armor plating attached to the outside of the suit. Um, massive goggles with interchangeable lenses moving in and out at different points, allowing him to sort of see through things as he's just checking each of the points. Azua seems to be standing next to the card, examining it, and every time he goes to touch something, you hear a voice go, No, don't touch that. No, 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 don't touch that either. No. As Azua seems to be sort of examining bits of the card. As you guys approach, Azua turns around. Oh, wonderful. You're all here. How did you go? Did you get out with Gelgen? Did you get everything you needed to know? Sorry, who the fuck are you? Azua. Hello. Oh, right. Sorry. We we talked earlier. What? Yeah, we did. (laughs) It's, It's one of those days. Yeah, we had a great chat with him. We found out a little bit more about the town and um, what uh, what to expect. A bit of a spooky mist uh, might be coming our way. Oh, yes, he did. I do remember reports of a strange mist. I should say, though, it's not unusual for this time of year. Obviously, the, the, the sort of warmer days and colder nights can lead to uh, condensation forming in the air. We often get mist around the, the city streets early in the morning as well. And does these mists usually involve a <laughs> manifesting manner? I, I can't promise that they don't, but I have to say, I, it is a little bit odd that this matter suddenly appeared, right? Like, I've seen magics do all sorts of crazy things. There was once this uh, massive sky castle that we we helped actually bring out of the sky. It was this old giant castle. We, I mean, we did mean we didn't mean to crash it. We, we did though. We did crash it. We didn't mean to though. But it, it was held aloft by some sort of elemental magic. There's, there's all strange things in this world left over from the time of the ruin. Teleporting man is not the strangest thing I've heard. It's possible. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, Griswold, I take it, um, nice to meet you there, um, Luther. The gnome turns around. Right. Yeah, the gnome, sort of, the gnome sort of turns yep. around. You can see that he's currently got these purple filter lenses over his eyes, and as he leans forward and looks at you, you can't have any of my blood. No. Oh. The purple filters clipper. Oh, hello. <laughs> Which I should be of you. Nice to meet you. That was, uh... That was really weird. Uh, you you okay there? He gives you a bit of a look and an eyebrow raise. Holds out his hand to shake your hand up from the ground. Yeah, uh, shake his hand, but like definitely like tentatively. Like... He gives you two squeezes as you do, <laughs> and then let's go. Very okay. nice to meet all of you. Hello. Well, I understand that you are going to be trying up my little cart. I'm very excited. I've been working on this design for a while, and I think we've only got 12.334% chance of this device exploding after three hours. So if you can tell me how it went, I'd be very excited to know the results. What about four hours? Oh, you don't need to worry about those statistics. They do change over time, but nothing you need to be concerned about. Right, so, all right, lads, break every three hours. I'm not going to lie, this is... Horses usually last longer than three hours. Horses also don't normally explode. It's, well, I, I mean, I don't this know what experience you've had with horses, awesome but the horses I've been around often do tend to explode. Is that not common occurrence? What happens when you stuff them with Dunamad? 
I've, I have only ever done that once. Well, maybe twice. I want to see what happened the second time. But more importantly, this device will take you where you want to go. You simply speak the destination and it will start traveling. I'm hoping to actually replace most of the airship components with this when I've tested it out fully. That way you'll have a fully automated airship to take you around to different locations. Wouldn't well, that so be exciting? It's a teleporter, is it? It's a stupid-looking teleporter. Uh, it's, it's not as quick as a teleporter. Uh, it still has to move and travel over land, so once you're inside the cart, if you just say you allow the place you want to go, it will uh, start to take you there. And what if someone walks in front of the cart? Will it just mow them down indiscriminately? <gasps> well, that's, we should test that right now. Um, you you look like a pretty pretty sturdy chap. You look like you've had a bit of a few scrapes and uh, uh, knocks about. As he points at Grinner, come come, just stand here for me for a moment. Just a moment. Oh God! If you could actually, if you could lie down for me in the road, that'd be even better. Could you lie down for um, me? Um, I think you I might what? just quickly. I might put. Let me just. I get like rope and tie it around Grinner's like legs, just in case. We can just yank him out if it really does look like it's going to run him over. Lufa, I'm not getting on the fucking ground, mate. I'll do that not. Griswold looks at you. Looks at you. <laughs> I suggest you lie down on the ground and do what I fucking say. Could you roll me with some saving throw, please, Grinner? <laughs> oh, I think it's a, I think that's a suggestion. Uh, yes, I fucking can. Natural Whoa! 20. 21. Whoa! No, no, don't get too excited. As you Please, clearly pass this, Griswold presses a gem on his breastplate. I need you to roll me with disadvantage, please, as he bends the fates to change your roll. <laughs> to make him stand in front of ah, No way! Is that another natural 20? Yeah. <laughs> wow. He can do this again, but he's Come not going on. to because that's the dice god speaking to me very loudly and clearly. Um, I'm going to pick this little fuck up by the lapel. Oh, great, you do? Fantastic. Yeah. As you do, you oh, take... No. Brilliant, so thank you. This is awesome. As you touch him in an aggressive manner... So, um, Grinner, you just bend down and grab his lapels. Wait, no, lightning, Grinner, I wouldn't do... Lightning crackles across his body. You take... Uh, that is going to be... This might be an instant kill. Um, that is going to be 13 one. points of lightning damage. I'm still up. You're still up. Brilliant, yeah, because you are also paralyzed for a, a, a turn as well as lightning crackles across his body. He pries apart your fingers, drops down to the ground, and punches you in the testicles. Monster, Don't fucking touch me. Your, I could have you flayed alive. I could melt you into particles and drink you. Don't touch me. Does he then pats not, a hand on your chest and particles? heals you for 13 points. <laughs> If you try to suggest shit to my fucking brain again, I will find a way. You tidy little cunt, I will find (laughs) a way. You have no idea what I'm capable of. Let me demonstrate, please. Okay. And he picks his fingers. You are polymorphed into a cockroach. (laughs) His boot very gently presses down on you. Not hard enough Uh, to squish you, um, but just a little bit. Griswold and then Griswold there, um, releases and I, I clicks his fingers again. I think you definitely made your point. Um, you transform Griswold. back. But a gnome. I would like to rage. You're a gnome. You are what? a gnome as you come back. I, I am a very fucking angry gnome. Okay, you can rage. That's brilliant because Azua sort of seeing this Azua seeing this happen is going uh, Azua, to use calm emotions. Stop. Yeah, Azua's going to use calm emotions. Can I have a wisdom okay. save, please? You can. 
roll another net 20. Go on, do it. Oh, please do. Do it. <laughs> nah, it's not going to oh. be. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Natural one. As, as Azua goes, no, I think that's quite enough. You, look, on. you've done your dick measuring, boys. That's enough. And he puts his hands out and he watches this wave of energy washes over everybody. Um, technically, all of you should make this, but if... I mean, none of you guys are particularly in a heightened state of emotion, so you just nothing happens. It's just, it's just really Griswold and Grinner. Yeah. I think we've all just been sitting there, like, hey, now please, guys, come. Oh, oh, oh that's just okay. Let's, As, oh, okay, that happened. Yeah. Azua <laughs> being like, um, no, no, that's enough of that, please. Enough it's just to escalated. Keeps yeah. escalating, and we're just trying to stop it. But then we're like, we're just yeah. We're, this we're this wave of calm washes over you, Grinner. You find yourself. It's okay. It's all right. Everything's okay. You feel good. You feel fine. Everything's all right. Um, it looks like this also affected Griswold. As he was distracted by the use of polymorph and, and doing this, um, it washes over Griswold. He goes, oh, oh, I feel I feel very nice. Come here. Come here. Give each other a hug. Yeah. Give each other a hug. I'm sorry I turned still? you into... Yeah, they're both gnomes. I'm, I'm sorry I turned you into a gnome. That was a bit impolite of me for doing that without asking. Yeah. Turns you back. Thank you. All right. I'm pats you so boot. glad that I know you. I uh, don't know why. I'm so glad that I know you. Azua just looks over at you guys and goes, this will last not for very much longer, so if there's anything you guys wanted to quickly do, um, nope. I suggest you, I, I think it's just time to get to the cart and just well, say. You get so the I, cart? Did, I did, um, Griswold, I just wanted one expertise of magic and such. Um, we heard from Delgan that they, um, when they were going to watch on the night, the, um, <clears throat> They were almost like lulled to sleep. Magic place upon them. Um, would you have any anything for us that could wade off or ward off that? Hmm. Something that could wade or ward off some sort of charm effect put you to sleep. Well, the, I mean, elves are naturally resistant to such things, so if you've got any elves in your party or any fey creatures, they'll be naturally quite resistant. You, Satya, you should be pretty resistant, naturally. Yeah. Shouldn't affect you too much. I'm usually quite resistant to magical effects, um, but my companions here are not, and I am not the most resistant to wolf bites, however. Hmm. Um, not sure if I have anything on hand that would be particularly useful to preventing some sort of charm effect. I mean, I feel the strangest feeling that if I was wearing or I, I had you. such a thing, it would have helped me in this moment, but I can't think of, the, for the life of me, why. Any, even any words. tips... Any any tips or advice as well? Anything? Any like measures or something we can put in, even in place just if to help us? If you can get out of range of whatever it is that's creating the effect, sometimes that will end it. If you can, uh, sometimes taking damage will help awaken you or snap you out of whatever sensation so, you're in. Oh, that's a nice butterfly. See, watch this butterfly fast. <laughs> Grinner, so it's a nice butterfly, is, man. It's pretty. If we start feeling this, we should try and sprint off or even just, like, pinch ourselves? Yes, a pinch would be a good idea. Yes, pinch yourselves awake. That's not a bad idea at all. Cool. Thank you very much. Um, and, Azul, one more thing before we go. Um, yes. Who would like a bag of salt? Bag of salt? Uh, I could pop to the kitchens and get you some, uh, get you some salt. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be right back. That'd Azul be most, rushes uh, off. most welcome. Uh, Azul rushes off, returns... Like, not even a minute later, hands you a small bag of salt. You can add a small bag of salt to your inventory, whoever takes that. Looks like Luther's taken it. Um, Mr. Griswold, yeah, Armand Swoggle's roll. Yes, if the, yes, if the cart was driving towards a mother and a baby, but to avoid the mother and the baby, it had to swerve to hit two old people, who would the cart hit? Oh, it would stop in place, because that's a fucking stupid analogy that you give me. Why would it not just apply the brakes? 
Uh, because if it applied the brakes, it would run over three puppies. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> no, it wouldn't, because it would be stopping in place. Very good. <laughs> you well, have, a, have a wonderful trip, you lot. I hope you're all the best. Goodbye, you the best. you're my favourite person. He gives your leg a hug again. I, I pat him on the head. Yeah. His hair, like, poofs underneath your hand as you push down. Um, um, Azua looks back towards you guys, pats his pocket and pulls out a little amethyst crystal. This one gave me this to test out my magic, just to see if it could enhance my magic at all. I'm worried this will never wear off. It should have worn off by now. Well, it is okay. Um, Mr. Grinner is much more agreeable now. I am so agreeable. He, he, the goat is correct. Azua <laughs> sort of like puts the gem back in his pocket. I have a great trip, you guys. I really wish you the best. I'm going to have a great trip. I'm already having one. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, as you guys climb into the cart, the inside of the cart is spacious and luxuriant. Plush leather seats. There's a small wine cooler in the very center console. Something a bit interesting. As you get in, the cart looks fairly decently sized from the outside, but as you climb in, it, it feels very spacious, very roomy. The floor's actually slightly lowered. As I said, the seat's plush leather. There's a little wine cooler in the center, and the inside of the cart is cool, and it feels... Yeah, very, very nice and cool, despite the slightly warm air outside. Um, as you climb in, lowering from the ceiling, a silver disc on a length of wire lowers down and speaks in the professor's voice. Speak your destination. Tell me where you want to go. Uh, to Dow Bridge? Destination confirmed. And he watches the disc rises back up, and with a lurch, the cart suddenly starts moving. For a few seconds, the cart sort of moves a little bit lurchingly there's this moment of like forward and back forward and back almost like it's getting into gear and then suddenly all of a sudden the cart becomes absolutely perfectly smooth not even rocking on the cobblestones no vibrations coming up it's completely smooth inside Mm. like perfect suspension cart begins rolling along so Um, before we go did we say that wolfsbane was useless overall or is that something so journal knows that wolfsbane could be useful in uh, the remove curse spell to help remove lycanthropy. It's not, you can't just use remove curse. You, there are some other ingredients or some right. other things you might need to have access to. But in terms of actually preventing the curse, eh, not so much. That's a bit of an Will old wolf's bane keep off wolves at all? No, that's another bit of an old wife's tale. Jonah would know that too. Okay. That's a bit of a wife's tale. All right, so maybe like fire and stuff might be more of a, a deterrent. Fire. <laughs> Um, death. Yep, those things will keep the wolves yep, at bay. Yep, yep cool, cool. Um, Grinner, after the cart moves about, um, I think, the, about 50, 60 feet, the effect ends. You still feel this effect of friendship towards Griswold, but you are back to your normal self. The effect is now permanent. You and Griswold are now permanently friends. <laughs> but you are back to your, your oh, normal... Your normal dis- your normal demeanor, your normal sense of self is suddenly returned. Mm. Now that you're out of range of the spell, and the spell ends as a result of you leaving that that zone, um, I immediately start rolling a cigarette. Yeah, and... a cigarette. Um, uh, as as Grinner lights the cigarette, smoke begins to sort of rise up. This little whirring comes from the back behind Grinner's head, and you watch as a little fan opens and begins sucking the cigarette smoke out of the uh, the inside of the cart. <laughs> Oh, well, this car is so considerate for the rest of us. You don't, we don't have to breathe in all that smoke. Thank you, car. What are you talking about? Are you trying to insinuate something? Car doesn't. 
Uh, people might not notice this, but when, like, I'm probably sitting next to Grinner. Um, when he's smoking and sending out all his bellows of smoke, like you probably would have to have a pretty high insight to see this passively, but um, Luther isn't breathing when he's next to him. <laughs> there's no just, rising of the chest. Like there's nothing. There's no breathing at all. Just, I'm just, just sitting there, like, still. yeah, because I'm sending the smoke around his face. Out of say, meta uh, anyone wise, with an inside of sixteen notices this. Passive inside of sixteen yeah. or higher notices. So obviously, this not meta being a dampier, I don't actually require need to breathe. Yeah. Um, um, all right. No, passive inside of what was it? Sixteen. That's quite high. Not even close. It is quite high. Because it, 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 it's one of those things that your brain doesn't expect to see, people not breathing. Your brain automatically will fill in that information. It's a, it's a pattern recognition thing where you will automatically expect to see people breathing. It's not something you notice. It, if it's drawn attention to, for example, you notice that he is underwater, then it will suddenly become apparent and you will start looking for those connections. But without that context, it's very hard to just notice that, someone not breathing. Um, I'll do a little bit of time skip as you guys carry on the yep. cart it, it's a it's a sort of a day and a half's journey across the tracks as you go the inside of the cart is actually comfortable to sleep in you don't need to get out of this and stop it to actually sleep as you lean back Wait. and it gets towards the night the chairs actually lean back the um seats which look like they are some sort of um uh, leather um like almost like a park bench actually are separate seats and as you lean back the seats split and move back into whatever various uh comfortable position you need to be in either mostly reclined or almost fully reclined the back of the cart stretches out here this tink, 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 as the back of the cart stretches out to accommodate accommodate you guys lying back down again but it carries on you hear no sounds of distress from the globe that's pulling it no sounds of like sizzling or smoking or any <laughs> indications that it might explode uh, i would say that after a few hours of it all running well you get the sense that potentially that might have been a joke to like spook you a bit <laughs> that no. you'd think he might have been messing with you um roughly what percentage do we think that it was a joke i'm gonna say <laughs> at least 75 percent there's still a 25 percent gap we are like yeah but he did also try and get grin to lie down in front of the cart i mean um you do get the sense now, though. I, I would say moving through the city, the cart does occasionally stop, but it's very hard to feel that. There's no inertia inside the cart. As it stops, even if it's suddenly, you don't feel that. It's not transmitted through into the cart. It feels very can we, like, see the? Can we see the outside? Yeah, yeah, when, you can see through. Yep, yeah. absolutely. You can see you through the windows. You the VR sickness when you don't feel movement. And yes, no, no. Looking outside for prolonged periods of time is a distressing experience. You begin to feel quite <laughs> physically unwell. Before too long, you have to close the blinds and not look at the outside world because, yeah, there's no sense of motion inside this thing. It, oh, so this is, is more of a carriage than a car. It's a carriage, like yeah. A think of it as a car. Yeah, mm. think of it as a carriage enclosed around all sides. It's fully enclosed. Um, yep, gotcha. But yeah, no... It, very well pointed out, General. I was going to mention that, but you, you beat me to it. Yeah, it, heavy motion sickness if you look outside this thing because there's no sense of motion. There's no rattling or moving back and forward. It feels very bizarre for a particularly Tithler and Theodore, who maybe not have ridden in a cart more than once or twice before. This is a weird experience, um, yeah, but I'm not as glad weird. That I can, not a, I, I'm pretty glad that I can just ignore the outside world and pretend that I'm not in a cart. Yeah. Because the one time I did the bumpity bump with the horse in, in the cart was unpleasant to say the least. Yeah. A lot of bumpity bump. Hooves. No bumpity bump here at mm. all. Um, very, very smooth and still. Uh, as it's sort of midday when you guys depart, it's sort of coming into the evening when the cart does eventually stop. You feel it come to a halt. 
not very obviously the only thing it gives away is all of a sudden the cart mm. lurches mm. in place <laughs> as you sort of like get thrown around and open up and look you can see that the sun is just beginning to set over the horizon uh, and in front of you outside the window of the cart you can see these ruins of a town crumbling broken walls and fences covered with vines leaves and thorns brambles not so much a town more the idea of one something that's been left behind something that's been forgotten for a very very long time um a little cylinder starts to lower from the ceiling once more you have arrived at your destination returning to base in 10 minutes the cylinder goes back up that was bloody quick wait so we we got 10 minutes to get this done this thing doesn't see here it just goes uh huh Okay. Hey, uh, hey, Car. It's not going to take ten minutes. Hey, uh, Carriage. Sorry. Um, Carriage. Um, can can you hear me? No response. He like looks up to the. Yeah. No response. Hmm. If we take his wheels off, he can't go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) I think you have been shocked with electricity. uh, More than enough for one day, Mister Greenall. Yeah. Look, that was worth it. He's my best mate now. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um, I, I personally yeah. wouldn't touch the wheels. I, I agree with uh, Theo here. Um, I don't know this is going to be... That would be a good thing. I wouldn't touch it. Yeah, but it was such a smooth ride. Yeah, perhaps it'd be less smooth if you take all the wheels off. No, you can put it back on. Come on, mate. I think this might offend your new best friend. This is true. Yeah, all right, we'll leave it be then. The goat has spoken. I think um, wow. I think we're going to have to take what, um, you know, sort of comforts we've had up until now. And I think we have to say goodbye to him. I think we're on our own out here. Well, nothing um, we ain't used to. Was it enough time for a long rest, Owen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you've all had a long rest inside the cart. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, Jonal um, does look a little bit uncomfortable when you say it's like, oh, we're going to be going into the rough now. He tries to, you know, put on a brave face, but he's a little bit, he's a little bit rattled. Not rattled, but he's just like, oh, okay. That's a good, that's a good question. How often has Jonor been in the rough? Like, how oh, often? Because you've always, yeah. Yeah, always had, like, you know how many times I've been out. And... Yeah. yeah Jonor's been outside a handful of times. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he was staying in the inn while you went to yeah. go investigate the... Yeah, he was in yeah. the... The spectral yeah. album. Um, hey, Jonor, you're a bit pale there, my friend. Is that a bit of sweat? You okay? Yeah, no, I'm I'm perfectly okay. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm definitely going really well. And he like pull looks up and down like up the the other carriage window just to see if there's anything on that side. Yeah, I'm doing perfectly fine. You can see a large hill rising on the other side of the carriage window, up on the other side of the the road. This this large road that's led you into the town. Um, the road actually continues. This little branch that leads off to the town looks like it was maybe once the old main road, but it's fallen into disrepair. And, and up on the hill, you can see a large oak tree outlined in the, the, the rising moons. Um, the state has twin moons. Wait, what time is it right now? Getting like, into the evening, day? about sort of 5, 30, 6 uh, o'clock. Because it so took you a day is, and a half to get here, and you left halfway through yep. the previous day. So, okay, that's well, unfortunate. Um, <laughs> it, it took us a... Okay. Yeah. I think perhaps we should make for the high ground. I know Mr. Whatever Dugan. his name. Diglin? Diglin. Diglin. 
He said that they had killed them all, but I look, he was feverish and lycanthropic. Perhaps the wolves will return. Yeah, I'll, I'll take point on this one, but we look, can we talk about this out of the car? It's about to go. I don't want to be. Oh, yeah, let's get out of the. Yeah, I don't want to be going back to Oxenford right now. No. Um, what do we want to do here? Do we want to set up our own base camp, or do we want to go straight for the manor? I think we need to go up that hill. We need to uh, have a look, reconnoiter the area, and see what we got to work with. Tifla right. is going to speak up. Yeah, but last time they went up the hill, they all got attacked by wolves. Yeah, right, but then they all came down the hill, Tifla, and they all fucking disappeared. So I'll take the enemy that I know. Do you remember, though? Do you remember as well that um, they all fell asleep first? They were in the camp, fell asleep, and then they got attacked by wolves. If we just go up there for a quick look and get a lay of the land, we should be fine. What was that, um, Theodore? If we just pretend to fall asleep, maybe the wolves will come and we can surprise them. What we, I think we, what we're going to look at here is um, what's our objective here? Are we shooting straight for the manor or are we going to look around first and get some clues? Well, I'd like to get a lay of the town at least and see where the fuck this manor is because as far as I'm aware, it's ruins right there. You've probably got an hour left of daylight before the sun fully sets. The moon's beginning to rise over the east. The sun hasn't fully set in the west yet. There's still probably about an hour left of daylight. It's about 5, 5.30. Well, I myself, I um, I want to check out their base camp, the White Tower first, the one that was actually situated in the in the in the town. All right. Yeah. Right. Brilliant. Can, yeah. As you guys there. walk down the main road, you can see. Yeah, this this town probably once was. It looks like it was once large and expansive, uh, but now is is abandoned. Collapsed houses and charred ruins, overgrown with choking weeds and brambles. Uh, are all that remains of this of this once very what looks to be once a quite wealthy town clearly some sort of logging town you can see on the outskirts the remains of once was uh, probably a sawmill yeah exactly Theodore's like they got what they deserved um, probably what was once a sawmill you can still see the abandoned um, sawmill in place the, the large central blade having rusted and fallen into one of the nearby trees and Theodore to your great I would say happiness. You can see the forest has begun to reclaim this town. Trees growing through the abandoned buildings, thickets and brambles, uh, choking what used to be doorways and windowsills. All the roofs collapsed and caved in, most of the walls as well. The road itself, weeds and dandelions pushing through the gaps in the pavers. As you begin walking down the paving stones, a sense of quiet begins to settle. You should be able to hear the sounds of the night. Crickets, other nighttime insects coming out. But you can't hear any of them, Theodore. This place is eerily still, eerily silent. Can I make a survival or a nature check to work yeah. out if any of these things are... Yeah, survival or like... nature sounds like a great idea. I'll, I'll keep talking while you do that, but that's, a, that's absolutely... I'll give you a little bit more information. <clears> and I'd like to make a look for anything out of the out-of-place check. Perception or investigation? Um, as you guys keep walking down the main road, it doesn't take you long to find what was once the campsite. You can see that a, a rough bonfire has been erected. Stones around it looks like the White Tower did their best to set up what looked to be some sort of permanent camp. You suspect they, they tend... not permanent, I should say semi-permanent. It looks like they were expecting to be here for a little bit of time. 
um, and they brought provisions with them. You can see a number of shovels and pickaxes leaning up against a, a makeshift um, A-frame uh, that's holding them in place. You can see sleeping rolls still laid out, a spit still over the fire with the charred remains of food still on it, now long burned and turned to ash. Um, Grinner, your perception was an 11. As you have a bit of a look around, town seems in ruin. There's nothing here. This place has fallen into disrepair. It's very hard to believe that there's anything of interest here. Um, Theodore, how would you do with your nature? Yeah, I mean, for some reason... I got a 23. Oh, yeah, you through for you. I got a 23, yeah, but it's not coming through to roll. Oh, yeah, you, you got a 23 just, and then you try to roll it again. If you just yeah, um, just try refreshing beyond 20, often that helps. Um, beyond 20? So you just disable beyond, tw- beyond 20, which is yeah. the... Um, yeah, 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 I just want that all roll 20. Yeah, right. yeah, I think I'm going to do a bit so yeah, Wally's getting that sort of thing. Yeah, so twenty-three as well. Yeah. yeah, Theodore, you should be able to hear the sounds of of many animals. This place is a perfect environment, a perfect habitat for a number of small insects. Um, you should be able to hear things like crickets, probably some frogs. It looks like the land around is quite wet. Maybe maybe a swamp is not too far away. You should definitely be able to hear the sounds of, of frogs and other nighttime creatures. Birds, you know, a number of birds native to this forest, which borders onto a forest that you yourself have explored quite deeply. Quite, um, quite profoundly, many aspects of it. You should be able to hear things like night jars coming out, but there's nothing in here. It is eerily silent. And I can't see any of them. They're not just there and quiet. No, nothing. Nothing. All, okay. all you can see is the plant life. He's and and very and healthy. What do they it say is. to me? Yeah, very healthy. Choking through the. What do they say to you? Nothing. <laughs> uh, you don't have to speak with speak with plants. Quiet. Um, but very healthy, choking uh, most of the stonework. It looks like they've actually a number of the buildings that have collapsed have actually been helped along by vines growing through the stones, almost pulling them apart piece by piece. Uh, I say that like as a descriptive, not like actually you don't see vines pulling the stones apart piece by piece, but the way they've grown through has separated out a lot of these dry slate houses. Um, alrighty, and who you are asking? So I'm going to do a yep. yeah, I'm going to do a perception check. Uh, for any, just to uh, get a more of a look. So you've described the camp. But yeah. I'm looking for any traces of like, people. Uh, basically, not yeah, people in a way, but I guess anything that could have befallen them. Any tragedy? Yeah, any I'd tragedy, say perception any... or survival. Yeah, I go. Survival's not bad, but I'm gonna go perception. Perception. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Luther. Yeah, half tucked into one of the sleeping bags is what looks to be some sort of leather-bound journal or notebook and as you reach in and pull it out and look through you can see it actually looks to be the expedition log of one of the members of the white tower um no name is written in it but it does seem to correlate a number of interesting things number of interesting pieces of information it starts off with a very rough history of Dowerbridge. Uh, it establishes that the town was built pre-ruin that it was a logging settlement established by established by the durst family a wealthy family um, with connections in it names two cities that you don't recognize at all and in fact the text itself it looks like these are runes that you don't speak the, the names of these creatures the names of these places you suspect these are referencing pre-ruin settlements one of them looks okay. a bit like it might have been palin so maybe this is whatever the city that became palin was pre-ruin um, it mentions that yeah a large manor was constructed the durst family manor in the center of town the largest and most expensive manor to be constructed during that time. This was a very wealthy family lineage. Um, it then talks about um, the the location becoming a major thoroughfare, a strategic trading port, um, a major highway being built, connecting it to Palin. 
um, or whatever the city was before Palin. And then it talks about tracking the Durst family over the years, and, and there's not much information they've been able to track, but there seems to be financial trouble the Durst family fell into, a combination maybe of bad luck and bad choices. And there's mention of a nearby swamp being formed, a rising water level flooding an area of forest and turning it into a fetid swamp. Um, it mentions two people in particular relevant to this time period. Um, it underlined the current family members at the time of destruction. Gustav Durst and his wife Elizabeth Durst, their children Rose and Thorn Durst, were apparently the residents of the manor when it when the when the town um, was destroyed there's information uh, not too much extra about the Durst family just some information pointing out various uh, important locations within the village itself um, the major sawmill uh, the apothecary but all these places have been marked and underlined you can see there were question marks next to them most of those question marks have been crossed out at the bottom there's a mark Durst Manor question mark location yet to be found on the next page, as you turn over, there's a brief breakdown of what happened to the town. Um, villagers claimed that it burned to the ground, leaving nothing behind. That Those who escaped um, told tales of this uh, darkness sweeping across the village, fire destroying the town. And those few who escaped, haunted by the memories of what they saw that night, but unwilling to speak of them. Um the accounts and then there's literally a section underneath the sentence the accounts seem vague and foggy question mark pre-ruin calamity question mark how long ago was the ruin the ruin was roughly sort of two to three hundred years before now so it's quite a long time ago and it was the it was the moment when the gods fought one another um yeah and after this point gods haven't really been active in nostea um, they still work through clerics and through paladins, but that's it. No direct contact with the world. That was when the betrayer gods were sealed away. Um, and a number of very significant changes happened. Magic became much stronger in Nostea. Um, and that sort of fueled the, the last few hundred years of experimentation with magic. Um, and the event that preceded the ruin that everyone agrees probably was involved in kicking off the ruin was the disappearance of the giants, the original inhabitants of Nostea. Right. Very good. Okay, so is that most of the um That's all journal? the journal. That's all it speaks of. Um, you can see that so, clearly... I would say that with your insight, um, Luther, because you do have pretty high passive insight from memory, um, you can tell that the locations that they've crossed off, you suspect they were looking for something, and they have checked these locations and not found anything. They've crossed these out. There's one that's still circled, Durst Manor, yet to be located. Are you sharing this information as you're reading it? That's, that's why I'm, I imagine that I'm sort of like... I'm sort of like, um, I'm sort of like, um, uh, sort of squatting, loud. squatting down. I, I found the book, um, and I'm sort of turning through the pages, and I'm probably just sort of just looking at it, reading it, and equipment. reading it out, and yeah, sort of like, uh, yeah. So um, you know, um, so Dow Bridge, Pride of Ruin, Durst Family Center, uh, Manor and Center of Town, very wealthy family, uh, strategic port, and going on and on and on. Basically, what we all just heard. Uh, I've wrote down pretty good notes but yeah I would I would tell everyone that though so they're all aware it seems like it seems like a bit of a coincidence that um, this manor they couldn't find and um, 
uh, our halfling friend was saying that there was a building that had appeared they couldn't that appeared at night do you think there's any um sort of connection between those two i um so this is just a educated guess i would say that is durst manor that's my personal opinion um that sounds like putting everything together um the durst family had some trouble bad choices um the swamp taking over some of the area could indicate a form of corruption per se i'm just speculating here of course but um and then obviously maybe elizabeth and and gustav they came across some sort of ruin or some form of uh, bad luck and it just seems like everything points to the, the manor and um maybe something like a darkness formed there and spread out maybe they turn to different alternatives to try and um, cure their bad luck speculation of course but like I said before I think we <sighs> to find out this mystery we're gonna have to enter that manner when it pops up right. well as soon as it appears we can make a beeline I would um, yeah uh, also, with your perception, Luther, you can see tracks leading towards a number of different locations around town. You can see that the shovels still have some cake dirt on them. As the rest of you have a bit of a look, as Luther points out, these tracks, you can see they seem to lead to a couple of the ruined houses. You can see patches where some of the weeds are being cleared, maybe a small area has been slightly dug, and then it's been given up. There's not been much else done. Um, did my survival help me... Yes, your survival shows you. Yeah, your survival shows you that initially there's quite a lot of chaos around the campsite. It looks like people were grabbing shovels, heading to lots of different locations. You can see drag marks where the shovels were dragged behind them. It looks like they were trying lots of different spots, and then over time, you're not sure how much time. Most of the tracks then lead towards the north. You guys are currently coming yeah. in the south entrance of the town. It leads towards the north, which is deeper into the village. Yeah, um, that was my question. Are there any that don't lead to any of those crossed-out buildings? Well, yeah. So I'm sort of trying to piece together the, from yeah. that where the last place they went to was. Yeah, the tracks towards the north, it actually looks like those were the most recent tracks. And you can see that the shovels were stacked very neatly. It looks like maybe some food was still on the spit, ready to be ready to be eaten. You can see that it's turned to ash and cooked away and the fire's burnt itself out. And the tracks all get up and lead towards the north. They didn't bring their sleeping bags with them, their bedrolls, but mo most other equipment's gone. It looks like whoever it was... And, and whatever state of mind they were in when they left, they weren't in a hurry or in danger. They packed up what they would need, or what they thought they would need, and left what they thought they wouldn't, and headed towards the north. And the tracks lead directly north towards a large open space near the centre of town. You can see probably what was once a fountain, um, crumbled and mostly ruined now with a sort of few patches of dark, dank water collecting in broken uh, aspects of the, of the bowl. But beyond that, just more of the ruined town. You guys have been spending a little bit of time here. The sun has just begun to... I would, probably would be tracking the um, hour as well, to be honest. Yeah. I'd say this, I'd... like, going through that's taken you sort of about 15, 20 minutes. The sun has continued to set a little bit over so the horizon. 40 minutes left. Yeah, and you can see that darkness is beginning to creep across. As it does so, it feels like a very deep darkness. The vines almost look like arms reaching out towards you, tendrils trying to grab at you, and as you turn and look, there's just, just vines and weeds growing in the cracks between the walls, but this place has a very strange feel to it. A sense of being watched. I'm gonna take my 
spectacles off and put them in their case and put them in my pocket. Okay, um, and do that, yeah. Jonal's going to start ritual casting uh, Detect Magic as well. He's getting the heebie-jeebies and he thinks something's going on okay. and he's going to try and figure if yeah. have a little bit of a peruse. So that'll take have 10 I minutes. everyone up to the, the fountain now? Are we all around the fountain? No, at this, at this point you can see it in the distance, but you haven't walked towards it yet. So Jonah's going to have to stay still to do his 10-minute detect magic. He can't really move too far from where he is to do it. Um, yeah, guys, this feels a little bit weird. I'm, I'm just going to have a little bit of a peek with my magic guys if I um, detect some magic around. Just um, hold, hold the forward, I guess. They're, Don't they're leave me alone. This place is weird. It'll take me 10 no. minutes. <laughs> you do you, Jonah. I'll stand guard. Don't you worry. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that a lot. Just get on with it. I probably wouldn't just stand around. I probably would stray a little bit, but not too far at all. Uh, but yeah, I would be I mean, just examining only... some of the ruins and... Yeah, fountain's probably only like 20, 30 metres in front of you. Okay, I probably would go walk to the fountain. Yeah, I, Theodore, did you want to go with him? Yeah, I'll, I'll go with um with Luther and go check that out Perfect. with him. I'll, I'll say Tithla stays with... Yeah, say, I'll say Tithla stays with Jono and, Jono and Grinner. Um, Theodore and Luther. As you guys begin walking towards the fountain, you can see, yeah, more of the town reaching off it. You can see branches of roads that seem to stretch out towards other areas of the town, maybe towards what was once an old abandoned inn. It's been completely destroyed, but still poking out from the dirt is an old sign that you probably once hung over the inn. The way the plants have grown around it still reveals the inside of the sign, the actual the design on the sign. You can see that it was called the open casket. Still the sign half buried in the in the in the ground, plants growing over across it, but the sign's still visible and you can see this this barrel opened wide and this amber ale flowing out like a river. On the sign or is there an actual barrel of ale? No actual barrel of amber (laughs) ale flowing out, just on the sign. The fountain (laughs) itself really weird. The fountain itself probably once was beautiful. You can tell that it looked like it was made of this beautiful, um, almost like a worked quartz, but it has been tarnished and overgrown and, and more importantly, shattered. Parts of it are covered in burn and scorch marks. Um, probably there were statues there once, but they appear to have been mostly destroyed, whether by the passing of the ages or some catastrophe that befell them. It's hard to say, but definitely scorch marks and ash marks across it. Both of you have rolled high enough um, perception and, and survival checks that I'll continue sort of giving you guys information right. based on those previous rolls. There's no point I'm making you roll like every time you walk five meters, yeah. like, roll a new one. I hate that. <laughs> Pisses me off. It's like, oh, I, I looked really good before, but now I'm not looking as good this time. Yeah. I'll, I'll maintain that for the same sort of, because you're looking for the same sort of stuff. So I'm going to keep yeah. your rolls. Um, the space beyond, just beyond the fountain, it looks like maybe there was once a large manor here. You can see the remains oh. of a foundation mostly covered and burned and gone and maybe what was once the outside of a wall maybe there was once a stables over to the left as you have a bit of a look you can see the road curves around and moves through probably this building was wood but it's all completely burned down and gone now just leaving very almost like a skeletal remnant of what was once there but yeah Um, this building just beyond the fountain to the north looks like it was a very large building I'm going to talk to Theodore and be like that um I'd like to uh, have our friend back there check it out with um, his spell. Look, I'll be honest, like, obviously, like, it's clear as day that that probably is the location of the manor. Centralized, big open area. I wonder what, uh, wonder what that space is hiding. 
Does it look like there was any like digging activity in the manor ruins? No, no mm. activity at all. A number of the places you walked past, you could see very shallow holes dug, um, yeah. signs of recent excavation or recent work. But this manor house, no, nothing. The, the ground is undisturbed. Is there any shovels near me? No, all the shovels seem to have been stacked neatly back at the um, back at the campsite. Hmm. As you guys, I probably are... would. Oh no, you go, you go. You go. I was just gonna say I have a, a bunch of random stuff on me. I'm trying to see what I have in my. I would even just get like the crowbar out or something like that, and just start like and just turn up some of the soil just to see anything. If yeah. It's... Because they've been turning up a lot of soil and stuff. Obviously, I don't have a shovel, but at least it's something. Yeah, Luther, as you, as you sort of dig away at the soil, underneath the, the top layer of soil is a layer of dark black and white ash um, left behind by some intense fire that burned through this place. There's, this happened a while ago, so it's been covered by a layer of leaf litter that's gradually turned into soil since then. But this place, whatever happened here, a lot of fire and a lot of destruction. This place burned before it was destroyed. Alright, perfect. Um, yeah, I definitely want uh, <laughs> Jonor to come here. I reckon that's probably about ten minutes. Jonor, as you finish casting your spell, you open your eyes and you have that... Uh, how did you do your Detect Magic again? Is it something you like cast over your eyes to see, or do you like have to look through your hand to see the, the magic? How, <laughs> um, do you wanna, how do you want to do it? Yeah, I'm going to say that it comes again. It's arising from his back. It sort of flows out over. Yeah. Um, and this one is going to be, oh, it was light last time. This one? Yeah. yeah, let's see. It's going to like augment his eyes for a moment, like a bright, the the way you described it last time I liked was like a bright golden light. Yeah. I'm just going to like sort of dive over to the eyes, sort of like augment them, like, you know, in a. Yeah, okay. Way. Yeah, your and pupils then... change from this brilliant silver to this shining gold. And everything you look at, Jonor, to your eyes is suddenly colored with magic. As you, as you see, if something, if something is magical, it, it takes on this aura that you can see, almost like a ghostly afterimage waving off it in a color that tells you what school of magic it's from. Um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, I like that. And as that happens, um, the things that have creeped him out, so the, the vines which seem like arms, and you look and they're not arms, like things that have spooked him out, he's going to check those out yeah. straight away. <laughs> Um, normal plants, Jonor. As you stare at them, no sign of magic at all. And as you have a bit of a look around, there's no nothing really enchanted around you at all. No no magic comes to your eyes uh, in the slightest. As you begin to sort of look around, you can see over in the distance Theodore and Luther seem to be investigating this broken ruin. Tithla looks up and goes, Should we go investigate what they're looking at? Seems like it's probably important. Yeah, is there anything interesting over there? Well, um, we'll come have a look. Yeah. Jonor, as, as you begin walking through... You do catch a sense of something rising from the ground very faintly is this very thin layer of mist, but you can see it highlighted, not with any color that you recognize, and that probably spooks you a little bit. There's some magic at play here that doesn't fall into one of the schools of magic as you know it, very faintly, almost like coalescing along the ground, very faint wisps of mist, just curling and swirling before vanishing into nothingness. Can, can we it, see the mist yet, or is not Jonor yet, just able Jonor. to see it? Yeah, just Jonor can see it at the moment. Um, as that happens, if it, if it pops up to it, um, like, nearby, I'm going to, like, swat it with my hand to try to, like, yeah. see if it pushes away. No, like high, no higher than your knees at this point. It's very, very low towards the ground. But as you, if you lean down and move your hands, your hand dissipates instantly. The, the wash of air dissipates the mist and it vanishes into nothingness. Jodor, what the fuck are you doing? 
Guys, that, uh, that, nah, that mist is kind of weird. What mist? We've seen mist like that before. You know, we, we ain't seen no mist. What fucking mist, Jodo? What? Can I um can I jump between uh, seeing and not seeing to like apply the lens? Oh, yeah. Is that yeah yeah, no, yeah absolutely no. yeah yeah I don't know I think that's absolutely yeah. fine to do. I, I'd Go argue on. that you can just concentrate and focus and and the magic will not not dissipate but but lower and then you can raise the it team. intensity again. Yeah, I'd say that uh, it's gone when you uh, when you remove the magic. Yeah. I uh you know evocation uh, illusion Ugh, is this surely illusion? And I flick over it's like oh you guys can't can't I can't see that and I flick back. Uh, I thought there'd be illusion magic here. I can see some mist coming out, and I just wash it away, and it just—it's just like a well, cloud. John, or I've um, I've traveled with you before. I've seen this uh, in play, but I've seen you do your uh, this spell. Normally, you can always pinpoint the the, the school of magic. You, you can. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, but I—it seems like it'd be illusion, but I—I'm really not sure. Um, I'm, I'm not getting any of the normal like feelings about it. Um, I don't know. Where is it? Where's this Magic. fucking beast? Um, is there just one, or is it like it's coming around all, all over around the us? grounds, everywhere you look um, on the ground? Very faint light, uh, almost like 10, 15 centimeters thick, Jonas. So very thin, but just rising from the ground. These little tendrils that rise, curl, and then dissipate into nothingness. Grinner's gonna There's... punch the ground. Uh, Grinny, you punch the ground. Um, it hurts. It hurts your hurts your fist. Um, there's. I'm not going to have you roll to take damage, but it, it does hurt. Yes, as you punch it. Do that. Do that. Do anything. Break into your hand. Yes, it does, Jono. As you watch, as he punches, the force of air dispels the mist for a second around him, and then it flows back in around his wrist. Oh, you managed to you managed to knock it away. Um, it went away and then came back again. Um, oh, no, it's I like I do this though. I just start moving my hand in front of me. Does that also disperse the mist? Uh, there's no mist at his chest level, so nothing happens as you do that. He'd have to get right down uh, and bend down. And from you, like your knees, your knees down um, right. around there. I'll do that. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah, so I mean, it's sort of working a little bit. Stupid. But right, I'm, tell I'm telling you right now, I don't think we need to punch the ground anymore. I think any I, movement through this will disperse it and move it around. Um, I'm going to um, cast um, Firebolt onto a spot where I can see um, mist coming up from. Great. Yeah, you, you summon fire into your hand. No warnings, your friends, and throw this ball of fire at the at the earth. Yeah. You guys watch as Jonah just summons fire and flings it. The firebolt flies through the air, smashes into the dirt, letting out this puff of smoke, spraying up some earth. The mist dissipates for a few seconds, Jonah, and then moves back in again. Mm, guys, it's uh, yeah, this is a bit weird. It's it's everywhere in here. Quickly, Jonah, um, does this mist? Does it form the foundation of anything like a house? No, it's just... Ooh, let's, let's check our surroundings. Just, just incorporeal mist, generally. Yeah, everywhere you look, it's just a very thin all layer of this okay, mist. All throughout. Um, it's now been enough we're time... We're standing near the manor. Yeah, it's now been enough time. The rest yeah, of the, you now can start to see this mist forming very faintly, but it's no longer no longer just oh, visible to Jonor's magic eyes. It's now visible to all of you. Just very faintly thin wisps rising. Jonor, have the, you missed this before? Mm, that's what you see. When you so, say it's forming, what, is it is it like tendrils literally. coming out of the ground and forming, or is it's it like just it's coalescing? coalescing? Coalescing just above the layer of the ground, very very faintly, sort of thin layer of, of mist, tendrils sort of rising up every so often and curling and then fading away. Jonah, that's probably been. How long can Ten you minutes. hold your detect magic for? Ten. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah. That starts to wear off then as you as you begin looking around, yeah. and and as it wears off, you can still see the mist. Hmm. <laughs> 
So, I remember Del Delgan said he yeah. found these tracks that led to a certain spot and then disappeared. Yeah. I don't know if we were able to find those tracks. Yeah, no, you guys followed um, them. That's that's led you to the fountain. That's what we yep, followed. Yep, that's, that that's, is that's what we the found. And then to the, the edge of the manor house. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So the so edge of what we're... was the destroyed area. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Do we uh, want to... Go on, sorry. I was just going to say, they go... Like, they disappear, but nothing Just past back. the fountain. No. They, one direction. There's no Just return? past the fountain and no return footsteps. Okay. Yep. It go on should we um, try to set up base or our fort in like one of these buildings nearby just to give ourselves a defensive position? I do think it'd be good to have a, a, like a defensive um, sort of like a, a base camp. I like what about that, that idea. Tavern? How, how, how long do we have left, Owen, before it sort of hits nightfall? 25, 20 minutes tops. Are there sun, any the sun is now disappearing. Are there any buildings here that are still like big enough no, to have walls and no the walls any walls that are there are like knee height uh roofs gone um I've... there are a few freestanding beams but that's it like and they're only what about cellars that haven't been silted over you have no idea that's a good question you don't know i i think if if we're going to have a chat to this we're going to have to find ourselves a root cellar because these walls are not going to be defensible at the slightest so I, I suggest, and I pull my glasses out and put them back on, that we have a quick look around before we run out of daylight and... Well, um, do we really want to be trapped in a cellar if we get ambushed by spooky mist and spooky wolves? No, absolutely not. But if they only got one way in, we only got one way out and we can defend from there. They can only come in one at a time. That is the best uh, defensible option that I can think of at this All time. Right. So thinking about, so I'll, me, I've well, I've probably I've probably been looking at the village the most out of everyone. Yeah. Um, as I've been walking through it, what to me would scream the most defendable position, or what would give an indication of a basement? Maybe the pub would have a basement because they might have cellars and stuff to keep like casks of like it's not bad alcohol. Logic. Yeah, not bad logic at all. I think that's probably the best one. So, yeah, I agree with um, Theodore there. I think... Wait, was it Theodore who said the pub? Right. The pub? No, you said the pub, right? Middle, I was opposed to the cellar until I was convinced by the different right. logic. I think, we, uh, I think we go to the pub. I think that's the best route. I think, I think the, the pub's always the best option. Always the best huh. option is the pub. It is, isn't it, Grinner? Um, all right. Everybody, let's go to the, let's go to the pub. I'm going to start setting up a defensive perimeter. I've already bought uh, some bells and such with me in uh, fishing fishing line, so I'll set that up. Uh, Grinner, you're, you're, could you start forming some? Well, let's go have a look first at it, actually, yeah, before we start see making. If we can any find the basement. The, yeah. the pub's kind of Basically, across the village square from where the manor house probably once was, and it's ruined walls and, and shattered uh, exterior, um, belie a pretty solid foundation. Um, sneeze. I'm gonna. I I'm can gonna do quickly... that, by the way. What was that? Sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah. You... What was that, Has? Uh, I, just, I said a spell I can do over to... Snare. Very nice. I yeah. like Snare. Um, yeah, as you, as you guys head over towards what was once the, the pub or the tavern, you can see, uh, I should say, the open casket. Um, you can see, yeah, that the foundation seems very, very solid. And sure enough, behind what was probably once the bar, half caved in is an entrance to a cellar, hidden from the road view. Uh, by the ruins of what was once probably the, the bar, um, but behind it uh, is 
clearly a pathway down into a cellar, mostly choked with the sections of ruined roof, charred and blackened sections of timber and cracked tiles. But it wouldn't be too much effort for you guys to clear that out and have a bit of a look down below. So, I, um, I'll give Grinner, because he's definitely the strongest out of us, I'll give him the crowbar and he can start just yanking things out the way. Um, I'm going to ask Jonor and um, Tifa to go grab a couple shovels yep. from um, base camp. It shouldn't. Great. How long does it take to get to the base camp and back? Oh, five minute walk. It's a ten minute cool. total. Okay, so I send two of them off. Um, I'm going to start setting up because, like, the snare is awesome, and we'll probably put that around like the uh, maybe the trapdoor itself, or maybe like like the grounds of the the pub. But I'm going to do a wider. Uh, circle a wider um, sort of with the fishing line and the bells. With the fishing like line, a and little the bells. a little trip line for noise. So I'm I'm the outer layer, and then the snare is like yeah. when something's like right on top of this. Yep. Brilliant. Um, alrighty. So Jonor and Tithla, I'm going to do you two first, and um, in the meantime, uh, could <laughs> I please have you roll me a strength check? So ath athletics check, please, Grinner. Jonor and Tithla. As the two of you begin heading back towards the base camp, it's only a five-minute walk away, the mist is rising rapidly. By the time you get back, it's now sort of hovering around your waist. It's not impenetrable. It's not that you can't see through it, but it's moving around almost like currents. And there's a moment, Journal, where it feels like it reminds you of the ocean. The movement's as if things are swimming through it, things unseen below the surface. Can I have you please make me a sanity check? as you are staring into the mist as it rises around your waist. Yeah, no, he's... Oh, hang on, I think I did I choose strength. Eight. No, that's worked. Seventy. Oh, no. Eight. I use strength, so... No, no, yeah. that looks like it's... Oh, as in you've used strength for your sanity. I can fix that for you. I mean, I had a plus six to whatever it was. Uh, I don't know if you have then used uh, strength. That sounds like that's correct. So let me have a quick look how you've got your sanity set up. I thought I'd set it up, so hopefully I've done it correctly. Just and do it. I get advantage for using the crowbar on my strength? Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Yes, you do for yeah. using the crowbar. Yep, yep, yep. Sweet. Sorry. I didn't say that out loud, but yes, definitely. Um, Jonor, Sorry, you know, I, I accidentally did the second one. Ignore that. Your sanity is correct. Oh, wow. That first roll, eight, I believe that is right, because it's your intelligence or your wisdom plus your constitution. Your intelligence is three, your constitution is two, so that should be plus five total. Um, so oh, actually, it's okay. one less. It's one less. It's, it's one less. Okay, yeah. Jonor. <sighs> That's not All good. right. The swimming things around me. City boys not loving loving the outdoors. <laughs> so, the, good news is, the good news is this wasn't a super high DC. Um, so you haven't oh. failed by more than five. Um, okay. So you haven't you have so you're not going to get a sanity score decrease. You haven't oh, failed God. by more than five. But yeah. you are now finding this area around here. You don't really want to be in the mist. It's it's quite fearful for you as you are looking at this thing. At the moment, it is as if, as if you are affected by the fear condition. You do not want to be in this. You don't want it to be touching you. You want to get out of this as quickly as possible. Um, Tifa, seeing you a bit distressed, is going to grab two shovels, grab your hand, and lead you back to the others as quickly as possible. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, come okay, on, Jonah. Um, come follow me this way. Come on. I, I'm so happy I sent two off. <laughs> yeah. Um, I immediately <laughs> cast oh, the light. Light on my hand, just to like as I'm trying to push these things away. Like, what is this thing around me? Get away from me! Oh, okay, and you're I good. Like, 
yeah, I would have like probably, you know, like not yelled it, but like get it away from me and just be. Yeah, yeah. You use the light almost as like a, as like a beacon. Try and like ward a, it off. A, the light helps, yeah. Jonal. The light gives you comfort, and it does seem to ward off the mist. It doesn't come as close to you when you're waving away with the light, but as you look around, it's like you are one tiny point of light in an ocean of mist all around you, and it's still rising. As you guys begin heading back. You can see the mist seems to be coalescing around the area where the fountain is and the center of the manor house. You can see the mist is rising quicker and quicker. And as Tifa drags you through the mist, for a moment, it wafts up over your head and, and you are in it just for a brief second before this, this wave of, of air pushes it back away again. For that brief second, you were very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> Tifa pulls you through on the other side unharmed, but you don't want to be in this. This mist is really starting to spook you he's gonna be taking like long breaths so he like <gasps> as he like as he's above that he's yeah. you know no, yeah hyper, not hyperventilating but you know he's not far from it yeah he runs back um, with it yeah while that's been happening um grinner 13 and 12 that's not ideal um you do manage to bust through part of the opening but underneath the cellar as you as you look in these stairs don't seem to go too far down it looks like part of the underground section is caved in a little bit too and filled with water you get the sense that while you could clear out and get in here it's going to be a bit of extra work you are not going to be able to do this very quickly it's not going to be a 10-15 minute job it takes Jonah and Teethler about I'm going to say eight minutes to get back to you because Jonah was quite quick coming back (laughs) (laughs) Jonah was quite quite fast returning um Teethler with the two shovels as they sort of come pushing through the the area Jonah, the mist isn't as strong here where the tavern is. It looks like it's not pushing through into the building as much. There's still mist moving through around the floor, but it's not up to your waist anymore in here. But everywhere else outside, the mist is rising, almost as if from the ground. No sign of the manor outside? No sign of the manor outside. Um, Not yet. uh, While this is going on, um, Theodore, you're setting up your snare. Um, Luther, you're moving around with your fishing line and a few bells, just tying it off to the major entrances and exits, creating a little bit of a, a moment, uh, creating a little bit of a safe space. As you guys sort of, uh, as just as Jonah and Teethler return, suddenly there's this influx of air as if air is being pulled towards, uh, away from you guys, towards where the manor once was. This, and then suddenly this sudden rush of air as, as if growing from a single point in space. The manor house explodes into the space where it once occupied. The mist is pushed away before swelling back around it, almost like an ocean and waves crashing against its walls. The outside of the manor house is beautiful. Worked stone, ivy growing up the side, and warm light shining from inside the windows. You can see that there are lanterns lit over the front door, across the square, shining through the mist like a lighthouse beckoning you across this ocean and inside in the upper window luther what's your passive perception i believe your perception uh, 15. is 15 anyone who's got more than a 14 so 14 or higher yeah. luther for a moment you can see what looks to be a figure moving across the window Ooh. as if passing in front of a warm light a little just a, an outline a silhouette moving hard to make Maybe out from this distance looks like a human what was that sorry theater just like a what was yeah, that? Yeah, I was just commenting that there is someone inside the manor. You've got a 14 as well? Yeah. So, yeah, Theo, you 15, see this yeah. also. Yeah, you see this I can, as well. um, I can see that as well. Does the 
the shape of the figure look like an adult or a yeah, child? Yeah, I'd or? say I'd say an adult humanoid. Um, and and given given that both of you are a fifteen rather than a fourteen, you've got more than the bare minimum. Um, your guess from a distance, hair looks a little bit long. So maybe a female or maybe a male with long hair. Does that match the description of anyone from the two moons? Yeah, I mean, the two moons description that you were given, um, you know that um, you're looking for potentially a half-elf. You know that one of the the members was a a female half-elf wizard with long black hair. Right. It's been her walking walking across the window. The light shining Um, behind her. Would that happen happening? I probably... I think me and Theodore would be done, so we'd probably come up to Grinner and uh, be like, hey, um, Grinner, um, how you doing there? Um, could we maybe get a bit of a move on? This is no good here. We, we've, this is not a good position. If we, all, if we all jump in and help, do you reckon this could, that could help at all? Can you breathe underwater? Um, <laughs> I could manage. What? What the fuck does that mean? Look, look in the hole. I got my ways. All right, Mr. Mysterious, look in the fucking <laughs> hole, mate. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, as you look in, it's filled partly with mud and, and water. Um, look, y- you could go in here, but you're going to be up to your waists in muddy, swampy water. So how how long would it take to at least make clear the way? To get, to, to get down there, it's going to take you guys working together probably another 15, 20 minutes. And even then, once you get down in here, there's no guarantee that clearing this out won't collapse it further. Um, it looks like that this area has sunken in the walls and floor of the basement, having collapsed in through years, hundreds of years of nobody maintaining them. Um, and mm. the water levels or whatever, whatever swamp is nearby seems to have partly flooded this basement. How far is the manor house from where we are? Uh... 35, 40 metres, just across the middle of the town square. Should we make a run for it? <laughs> I, no. I'm so going to pick well, up I'm, a piece of mortar that's still lying around. Uh, like a, a small, yeah, I'm going to absolutely peg it at either the door or a window, <laughs> whatever I can <laughs> peg a rock at. Um, Maybe just do like the wall so for now. Throwing it like a shot put, like 35, 40 meters. That's an impressive shot put. I'm a, I'm no, 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 no. It's like just, just like, it's a, more like a, just a it's rock. Like a pe- I'm not shot. Yeah, like oh, okay, like pegging a rock. A rock. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you pick up a rock off the ground and peg it. It disappears into the mist. Um, do you want to make me a uh, an attack roll? So um, we'll use your thrown improvised weapon that I've already got in your stats that you should be attuned to. Just click on that and it'll make an attack roll yeah. using that. Yes. should use your strength to do this. I've set this up properly. Did that roll? No. Um, I can't see it yet, but it might no. just be in the. There we go. There we go. Uh, oh no, that just did the that's damage. Just the oh, damage. that was just. If you just click on the little dice yeah. icon on the character sheet next to it. Yeah, um, yeah. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Twenty-one. Um, you're aiming for a window, you said. Uh, window or a door? Yeah, whatever's closest to where I am. Uh, both equally close. So you tell me which All one right. you'd like to have. The front, uh, the front door is standing there, but there's also windows. Maybe, maybe not a window right now. We don't want to like completely like okay. alarm anyone. He says that as I throw it at the window. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. see the rock yeah, vanish like, into the mist. It's your call. A few moments later, you hear the sound of breaking glass. Damn. Well, all right. So it's actually there then. Was that yeah. a ground story window or a... Yeah, oh, you, you think so. You, you didn't see it hit because the mist is now pushing across quite heavily and it's very hard to discern things in the mist. Um, just the light shining from this manor house through the mist, but you suspect probably a ground a ground story. 
We is there any other noise? Angel. I know that mist no. dampens sound, but there's no other. No other noise coming through. Just Was the there sound any of reaction glass. to that. Just the sound of breaking glass. Nothing more came to end. No more silhouettes. No more silhouettes. Just yeah, just. The I think sound we would probably. Glass breaking. I think we'd probably stay motionless for a minute and probably yep. just listen. Yeah, as you stay motionless and listen, really... I'll I'll use your previous roles. I'm happy to do that because it's still part of investigating the town. Yep. Silence. Nothing at all. In fact, that eerie silence is really starting to get to you, Theodore. There's no animal noises. There's nothing. Hmm. I don't. I do not like it here. Yeah. How's the um the undead? Well, sorry, the whooshing untouchable creatures. Is, is it still washing around me, or is that faded? So you can't see. It's not that you saw anything. It's just your imagination. The, the way sure. that the mist yeah. was moving, it kind of reminded you of that. Maybe when you were a bit younger, journal, you read a story about leviathans of the deep, creatures that exist in the deep ocean. Um, the mist moving kind of gave you that. Hey, he's back. Jacob's here. Hey! Um, oh damn! Just in time. Died. We're so there's sorry. Been some, there's been some stuff. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, okay, bye. Um, so yeah, journal. It's. I mean, you still get the sense that there's things moving through the mist, but I would say that with the light shining through it, where the light is shining from the manor house, you, you just see mist. There's no hidden shapes hiding in it. There's no. There's no. There's no nothing for your imagination to fill because you can see through it. You can see the light shining through. The manor house to you seems almost like a safe place in this island of mist. A safe island okay. in this sea of mist. Can I grab a shovel off Jonor? Uh, Tithla has um, the, two, the two shovels, but yeah, you, can, you can take a shovel off Tithla. Give me those, people. Here you go. And I'm going to start um, digging a trench in front of the walls around the... Um, well, the like directly actually, in front, just to try and build the walls up a little bit more and create a bit more of a defense. Oh my god, this is going to take you hours. I know. Okay, but I'm starting. <laughs> okay, you start. I think it wouldn't be. I think it wouldn't be bad to. I think it would be good to just observe the mansion for a bit anyway. Um, I think that'd be a good idea. So we probably do maybe have a couple hours we should observe before we just yep. run run in. I'm digging in, lads. I don't give a fuck what you do. And and yeah, and my tripwires and stuff—they're not directly like in the pub; they're situated around around it. the outside. Yeah, so um, if we, we'll hear anything on the outer, you know, boundary. Yeah, as you guys begin, as uh, as Grinner begins, basically trying to shore up the walls by digging into the earth. Grinner, you're probably the closest to the mists at this point. I'm going to need you to make me a sanity roll as you spend more and more oh. time the mists closing in around you and rising. Now, for the, those of you inside the pub, the mists are now up to your chests. Um, for you, Tithla, you are now fully immersed in the mists. Could I please have a sanity roll, Tithla? Okay. Do you want that as my strength for the ability? Nope. Your sanity is based on your wisdom or intelligence plus your constitution. I've already given you a skill. If you look down the bottom of your skill Yeah, no, section. I know. I just clicked on it and it's asking for to select an ability. Oh, so, I should have already right. done that. So let me... I'll, I'll just select... I've chosen wisdom. No, 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 don't do, that, don't do that. It should already be a separate thing. If you just click on Twitch the dice. Like, yeah, Tithla got a 24. Nice. Um, that. That was, that's what we call a natural 20. Oh, I've shit. been practicing. Oh, okay, nice. Um, I took just a break. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a I'm feeling better. Nice. I think that roll that I just made may have unintentionally included my uh, wisdom. I'll just double check and make sure that's correct. So your wisdom's plus one, your constitution's plus two, so that's correct. So it's plus correct. three is right. So it should already be plus okay. three. So what you can do Sorry. when you click on it is just click the 
Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's selecting an ability. So just ignore that. I'll just quickly edit Ooh, it now. I didn't mean to roll that again. No, no, that's okay. Ignore that second should... roll. So Whenever you click on it, it will roll. Even if you don't click roll and click cancel. Oh, so perfect. It. Yeah, that's me rolling that. Okay, great. So yeah, just just when you do it, just click on it and then ignore, just click cancels. That's, that's still yep. working. Okay, so. Oh, Jonor, buddy, you're not liking being in the mist at all. <laughs> No, 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 it's from his before. I'm just I'm just uh, laughing at Jonah's low uh, roll for that before. I was, um, I was going to say, oh, you're gone. Yeah, no, so Grinner, 11. Um, Tithler, natural 20. Yeah, Tithler, you're, you're managing to resist the effects of this. Grinner, 11. It's starting to get quite uncomfortable being in the mist. This is reminding you of almost like the times when you've been in battle and the especially when you've been battling at night or in situations where there's lots of smoke and you can't really see the enemy and you can't see your friends or allies and you don't know where the battle is going in terms of whether or not you're succeeding, whether you should be attacking, retreating, and you just have to rely on the instructions coming from your commanding officer. There's no instructions here, just this eerie silence and the from the shovel as you dig into the earth. It's starting to get a bit spooky. Um, That is a pass, but you are definitely feeling a bit off being in this environment. You are... You did mention before that it seems like it may not be as bad at the manor compared to where I am. Did you definitely? Say, yeah, Joe. No, the, right? the, you can see the light shining from the manor, and wherever the light shines, the mist is see-through. So it's 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 very very mildly opaque um, where the light shines, like like any source of light. And so the manor seems like this beacon of warm orange light in the midst of this sea of mist. Guys, I I actually don't think that manor's too bad. I'd rather. Do you not get freaked out by this mist around you? It's like there's something in there. I can't see it and my light just goes through it, but... I fucking hate it. I hate it. <laughs> That's um, still don't you th- I really feel like that manor is just much safer over there. There's so um, much light. Don't, look, don't you I'll be honest. Um, for everything we've heard about the manor and um, our current environment, the fact that that manor is um, so inviting... That, that already is a cause of concern for myself. That is a bit too coincidental, a bit too obvious. Look, you lot, we, we probably got to go in there anyway, since we that's do. where the others are yeah. gone. But let's just let's just make this a defensible location, so um, if we do have to leave, we can come back here and at least have a better chance of defending ourselves if need be. Okay. You just hear soil... And shovel noises. Alrighty. Um, because Even I probably would be using a shovel inside just yeah. to create some more defensible like locations, like some walls and yeah. like shore up some defenses, like shore up some walls, create some like you know um, cover and yeah. all that. Just Absolutely. in case we get into a, any So Grinner and Teethla have both passed their sanity checks for this. As the mist continues to rise, as time goes on, you continue trying to build up this this area and trying to make it defensible. Theodore and uh, Luther, you are the last two. The mist is now fully enveloped. You can only see about five or ten feet in front of you at the very most. Your friends look like dark shadows moving through the mist. The only constant is the source of light um, coming from the manor and from whatever torches or whatever other light sources you've lit during this time. Night has fully set. It is dark. I need a sanity check from both Luther and from Theodore. <sighs> So just if you click on the skill yeah. sanity at the bottom, oh, just click cancel. It should automatically roll it properly. Oh, I'm loving this, by the way. Just in the small. Oh fuck! 
Oh, that's not good. Oh wait, your sanity should be high, isn't your wisdom pretty high? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, well, sanity's wrong. I've made a full reroll. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. I will, I will <laughs> check. Your constitution, your constitution is really bad, though. What's your constitution? Is it minus one? Oh yeah, it is. Uh, that's that a problem, man. So your sanity's your sanity's minus yeah, one because your constitution. That's right. Yeah. So you get you get Ooh. plus three from your wisdom, but minus one yeah. from your constitution because it is a big boy fail. intelligence. So that five stands then. That five stands and. Um, oh no, the constitution actually is bad. Yes. Oh yes. no! You need yes, because sanity is not just a measure of your brains; it's also a measure oh. of your fortitude, your ability to resist this. It is, it is, including well, I'm constitution. I'm still with regret at my terrible build. <laughs> <laughs> um, it made sense. On, it made sense on paper. So, um, sort of. <laughs> question: Do dampiers still have souls? Yes, they do. Dampiers still do still have souls. Um, alrighty. So, uh, Luther seventeen's okay. Theodore's five is not okay and that is a fail of more than five uh your sanity oh. decreases by one. Oh so, no <laughs> how do i see what my total sanity is uh so your total sanity is the combination of your is 10 plus your wisdom plus oh. your constitution so your total sanity Bro. is 12. not anymore oh. <laughs> Wait, where's this track so he's now uh, i'm tracking it i've got a track Okay. So you're you're down to eleven sanity. Total. Is it supposed to be slightly secret, or is it saying that we will not? I'm deliberately going? keeping it because I'll let you know when things happen. Yeah, it's uh, not it's not meant to be secret per se, but it's not something that I want you always thinking about until don't, certain don't things. Don't metagame the sanity, okay? Yeah, don't uh, don't metagame the sanity is the best way to describe it. Um, that's that's not good, Theodore. Yeah, as your sanity reduces, freaking out. This mist is terrifying you. This there is something wrong with this. This is not natural. You need to get out of this mist. Uh, silence, though, as well, Owen. That's really silence. been playing on him. Yes. Yeah. This is not good. This, if we stay out here, the mist will surely kill us all. We do not know what is out there. There are there is there are things out there being too silent for not silence. We, I <laughs> seriously um, think we have Tiffle, to go um, to Tiffle, you know him more than anyone. Um, could you? Calm him down at all. We just need a little bit more time, then we'll go. I promise. Tithel will walk over and, and try and just hold your hand and give it a little little squeeze. It's it's okay. It's all right. We're all here. We're all friends. Does, does that does that get me through my slight no. psychotic break? No. It, it, <laughs> I mean, I'm like a bolt for the matter. Okay. Can I try and grab him since I'm outside, sort of near? Yeah, you can make it. Yeah, you can make a grapple check. So roll a um, d twenty plus your strength. Dragged along behind. Given that she's holding on, sort of. I'll I'll make uh, I'll make it more difficult. I'll make a disadvantage for Theodore to sprint. Um, so Theodore, can you make me a acrobatics check with disadvantage, please? Or what was I making? Athletics check. Athletics check. Do it as athletics. That's the easiest way to do it. So that's a so oh, sixteen, not... and with oh oh okay no wait why is oh wait Theodore's got Theodore's rolling with disadvantage yeah. so sixteen and a natural twenty we'll take the sixteen Grinner oh. fourteen as you go to grab um you just watch as Theodore just whoop, jumps up into the air using your your fate your failing <laughs> using called, goat using goat what's your I think you've specifically got an ability that lets you jump called mirthful mirthful leap something like that yeah. Bountiful leaps. Um, yeah, Grin, as you go to Mirthful grab, Mirthful leaps. Um, Theodore just vaults you. It suddenly just boinks straight up into the air over the top Ooh. of you. Theodore, for a beautiful brief moment, you are out of the mist. Then gravity comes back, <laughs> pulls you back down into it. You just sprint for the matter doors. As you pull yourself through the mist and run up the doors, the doors open. As you, as you grab them and pull on the handles, the wood 
not that you care at this moment. The wood is, is the doors are beautifully made. There's this inlay, maybe some sort of oak. You don't give a shit. You're just getting inside as quickly as you can. You pull on the handles and walk inside. The mist does not come in with you. Only spills in a tiny bit in the front door, but inside the manor house, there's a warm fire crackling in the hearth. The hallway stretches in front of you. You can see there's a, a coat stand with a couple of coats hanging on. It looks like uh, suits of some sort. Um, there's a lady's elegant ball gown draped over one of them as well. You can see the hallway stretches down in front of you, leading towards uh, an open uh, lounge room just off towards your right. Crackling fire, comfy couches, and beautiful tapestries and paintings hanging on the walls. This place looks opulent. It looks beautiful. Sacre bleu. I um, stumble over and um, have a sit on one of those couches by the fire and just oh, try and just yeah. chill myself out a little bit here. Oh man, yeah, you so, you collapse into the into the into the um, the couch. It is comfortable. It is nice plush leather. You can as you collapse into it, it feels so relaxing. Um, as you take a moment to sort of calm yourself, the warm fire crackling in the hearth. You can see there's a couple of stuffed wolves um, in positions around the room. It looks like these were hunted, maybe, and they've been stuffed. They're not in positions like growling or attacking. They're kind of like sitting as if um, panting um, or looking a bit puffed out. But Interesting. the couch itself looks its so comfy. In fact, it's so comfy, I'm going to bring you across to where you are. All right. That's pretty so comfy. I that think doesn't make me feel like it's more comfortable. Okay. <laughs> I see it. All right, uh, so with him sh- obviously running in, I think I would probably like, we'd all run after him, but I'd probably say to run, um, everybody, make sure we have everything we need. Um, but we we need to go in there now, pretty much. So um, make sure you're Jared stuffed up. No, he's Jared a little scores. I would have been like terror. Like I'm quite concerned about this already. Seeing him go, I'm like, oh, actually, I kind of want to go as well. And so, as you try to tackle him, I would have been following like a different way to get out and then go in as well. Oh, so for fuck's been... sake! Yeah, Jonah. Yeah, same story. You rush in as you step through the front doors and find yourself in the uh, in the hallway. Oh, it's mist is no longer there. You feel this moment of calm and peace. Um, I'll, I'll do, for, for you guys, I'll describe the room that you've, you've suddenly walked into, the main hall. Um, yeah, a wide hall running the width of the house as you, as you step in. You can see that there's the, the coat stand with the coats, the, the suits uh, on it, the, the lady's um, silken scarf draped across it. And yeah, just, just beyond, you can see um, the open doorways as you head on through into the main room with the large staircase. Just towards your right is Theodore, just kicking his feet up taking a moment to breathe and relax, sitting in front of the warm fire, just taking a moment to chill out. Come in, my dear friend. Well, well, I love you. Right, okay. please, please come in. It is so oh, nice. I'm so glad to be in here. Oh, that was giving me the jeepers. Oh, my Lord. It was. The, that, that mist was beyond anything I have experienced before. It is not of this world. It is. You know what I was saying. It is. There was something there, all right. I know there's nothing in the mist, but I thought there was. Did I you notice that too? That there was nothing in the mist, my friend. There's, it was unwholesome. I then plunk myself down in the seat and try to settle. Yeah, as, as you do so, General, you the seat's very comfy, very plush leather. Um, you take a moment to sort of pause. Yeah, I, I mean, around the around the room, you can see there are. Um, uh, mount over the fireplace, a large stag head. Um, position around the outskirt of the room are three stuffed wolves, just seated, sitting as if panting, looking looking towards the fire. 
Um, the chairs that you guys are sitting in, these large padded chairs um, draped in animal furs. Uh, there's an oak table uh, in the middle of you that actually has a cask of wine, a carafe of wine opened, allowing uh, open to let it breathe. Uh, it's, it's quite nice. Where, where have you gone, Jonah? You're down here, buddy. There you go. Put you in. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> a carafe of wine opened in front of you um, in, on that wooden table between the two of you and between the two seats. And the smell coming from it, this sort of rich red, very rich scent, almost like a herbal scent rising from the carafe of wine. Oh. I think um, a glass. Yeah, there's, there's two crystal glasses on either side of the carafe as you, as you pour a glass and have a sniff. It smells like a very rich red wine. Do you have a sip? It's like a really nice red wine, really rich Shiraz. Don't, Quite heady don't, as you bring it um, Look, I mean, I know I was very frightened outside, but that doesn't mean I'm immediately trusting a spooky manner. Um, can I roll a survival check or something to see if it is in any way poisoned or, yeah, you know, you can roll me a survival nested? check. I like you do that after you've had a sip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can roll me a survival check. Which you can. Nice. 22. Theodore, it tastes like, tastes like good wine. I mean, you've, you've had good wine before. You've tasted that. I mean, Satyrs are known for their ability to brew very, very we, delicious we wines. Yeah, you we revel hard. Revel. You revel hard or revel home. Um, you've you've tasted very, very good wine before. This isn't as good as Satya wine. Nowhere near. Satya wine is pretty special. But this is good. Like, for, for a human brew, they've done a good job. This has been aged really nicely. It's got a really nice, rich, almost like a fruity kind of undertone, but not sweet. This rich, subtle, dry, fruity undertone. The Shiraz itself, tannins are very strong, very forward on the palate. It's really nice. Mm. You don't get the sense this is poison. This tastes great. Good, good wine lingo, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I tip my glass towards Jonah and indicate that it, it seems above board. Oh, well, if, if you reckon it's okay, then um, is, is it nice? You reckon it's okay? It, it, it is brilliant. It reminds me of the wonderful wines I sampled back before I left the Fey Realm. Trust me, the, the wines there are nothing like you have in in this mortal plane. It, they are sublime. That's a very French statement. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I like it. Not really. It is not um, Taiwan unless it's from the fair region of. of... <laughs> yeah. no. That's it. Well, um, um, it might be as good as my uh, my uh, local wine that my family has had along the way. I'll just, you know, I'll see how it compares. Um, he then grabs the God, grabs the glass and has a little sip. Yeah. Why are you guys? As you, why are you guys like just chilling out in this Jenna. like haunted, spooky manner? Jonah, as, as you have a sip, but I, yeah. I mean, you were you were pretty stressed before. But as this as this wine sort of hits your lips and passes over your tongue, it tastes really nice. The that sudden sort of moment, that knowledge that I'm drinking alcohol, I can relax now. Like there's that behavioural adaptation to like when you have a drink, you oh, let out that sigh. You, you feel a bit better having the sip and it, it, as, I, as I described to Theodore you get all the same notes it's, it's a nice wine it tastes exactly as I described mm. to Theodore let's jump to the outside people um, yes. Grinna, Grinna, Luther and Tith the mist is closing in around you it, darkness is all you can see the light from the manor shining across the, the town square but this eerie silence all around you look um, I'll be honest I don't think we can um I don't think we have much of a choice now. I think we have to go inside. 
We'll have oh. to be without. Don't really want to split up. I'm gonna pick myself up off the ground and kind of start dusting. I'll probably help him up actually. Thing. I probably would have helped him up if he was on the ground. Surely something's wrong inside. Like surely they wouldn't just go inside and just sit there and, and wait and abandon us, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Like, surely, us. surely, like in such a in such a situation that we are, like I'm sure they wouldn't be just sort of carousing, sitting around. I'm it sure they wouldn't be sipping any situation. I don't think they would be sort of reveling in anything. Like, they definitely would be on high alert, and I'm hoping that they'd be scanning tactfully. Um, Why not? And uh, Theo and I have been best friends for nearly a year now. Surely <laughs> yeah, no, he, he wouldn't abandon me as well. He completely forgot about you. Um, sorry, my friend. <laughs> Look, I'm going to be frank with you two. Uh, I thought from... you were Grinner. Oh, I <laughs> you know what? I got nothing to say to that. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, listen, from past experiences, right? Yeah. They're dead. They're already fucking dead. Whoa, but I, dead. I, what I think we need to be paying attention to is can free people complete this mission? Because if not, it's time for us to fuck off back home again. I'll be honest, Grinner. If we can, we'll just. Um say that we deserve some compensation for losing some of our friends well would that that would be ted grad split between the three of us now that it would be that's gonna be at least seven thousand each that's that's yes is, yeah I'm pretty sure that's at least. actually that checks out for me i'm not very bright <laughs> <laughs> luther obviously knows it's wrong now i'm I, I'd love Theo, not in a, like a weird way, but like a like a good way. Um, can we at least go and try and find his body? All right, let's go I and have a look him. for their bodies. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to at least put him in the ground. Do it right. right. Would you like to at least take like a toe or a finger as a souvenir? I've already got my rabbit's foot. I don't need a goat foot. <laughs> Jesus. I Perfect. think. I think it. It would hurt to have. You know. Uh, as much in the way of supplies going into this as possible. Uh, do you think it's outside the realm of possibility that we grab a few more bits and pieces before we do follow them in? Um, yeah, I guess like we'll have a look around, Owen. Is there anything that we can take? I think we've this got most of the stuff on our back. Been, this place has been abandoned for yeah. centuries, yeah. guys. There's fuck all here. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm not going to make I... you roll for it. I'm not going to pretend. There's fuck all here, guys. This I'm going to try and salvage some of my... Uh, the fishing, like, I'll keep the fishing line in place because we, we we can I come back. Use yeah. that. We can use that if we ever come back. So I got a crowbar yeah. in one hand and shovel yep. in the other, and yep. I'm ready to rock and roll. What, what <laughs> you, you hold me by my hand, and I'll just like stick my head in and see if I can see them at all. Well, I actually have a uh, a mirror here. I could um, use that Owen, as well, I guess. As, oh, use that instead in the, in of me. The interest, that makes more in the interest sense. Of, in the interest of speed, because we are starting to go very over time. Yes. As you guys come up to the windows. You can see them inside the room. There are windows looking <laughs> into the manor. Um, you can see them. They're literally this is just some sort of illusion. No, this they're can't just be right. Chilling. I'm gonna I'm gonna even mm. remove the windows so you can see them. You look inside. They're Wait. just chilling. They're sitting in front of the. Actually, one of the windows has a large crack in <laughs> a hole Wait. from where a rock went through. Do you guys realize that they're like just sitting here carousing and drinking wine? I'm gonna bang on one of the windows. Yeah, Jonah and Theodore. You, you see at the window. Oh. 
mist over the top of them. They're just in the mist are your friends outside. What the fuck are you doing? Get in here. Go on, get in here. This wonderful manor. It is, there is wine. There is comfy couches. Why are we so afraid? <laughs> We're not afraid, you stupid well, You are the ones out in spooky mist and we are in lovely manner, so hurry up and join us in here. Oh, Wait, are you guys drinking? Wine. Why the hell are you drinking wine in a spooky manner? Why would you be doing that? Why are you not drinking wine in this spooky manner? Oh, fuck Come it. on, it's in the spooky manner. in a spooky manner? Ugh. I've we heard the there. term spooky manner too many times and I'm, I'm a bit confused. So far, is not look, spooky, is, is elegant and nice? Well, the fact that it's spooky is because in a city of ruins, this thing just appears out of nowhere and looks immaculate. Is that not an obvious trap? Perhaps it is a good turn of fortune for us. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Well, look, anyway, I turn to Grinner and Tith, I saw come over here. I think we're going to have to go inside anyway. What if we, what have, if to, we, we hold have to our it when we go in? Oh, yeah. They can't get us. We can try that. Okay, sure. You guys can hold your breaths as you go in. I'm going to go in, but I'm going to stay right on the threshold. Like, doors okay. open, just standing yeah. right I'm, on the edge. I'm, like, yeah. tentatively, like, checking everything out, looking at the archway. Yeah. Put one foot forward and sort of, like, and then, like, sort of walk in, like, really, like, yeah. just testing things as I go. Lisa, you, you walk in really slowly, testing things out, but uh, you are... Uh, I would say maybe surprised to discover that it is a normal house. The doors open as you push on them. Yeah, turn the handle, open the door. The doors are a bit weighted, so they will swing shut if they're not held open. But that's pretty standard for most houses, um, especially ones that are located out in locations where you might not want to have people just coming into your house. The open room, as you, as you step into the main hallway, you can see the hallway leads towards a set of double doors um, in a room beyond. And as you move through those double doors very slowly checking things out you move past the coat rack with the coats hanging on it move into a large open area with a large red marble staircase heading up to a floor above you can see there's a couple more rooms beyond but the doors are closed for those but uh, the open door where your friends are currently located you can see a, a sitting room fire burning in the hearth your friends Theodore yeah. and Jonah sitting down sipping on a wine just Come There's no more we glasses. Have... It's only two glasses they are currently yeah, you, drinking out You may have a sip of my wine. I have um, been canvassing this room to make sure the missing adventurers are not within. Uh-huh. <laughs> and how's that turned out? I I found three wolves, so unless they were transformed into wolves, they um, they are not in this room. And they look like... I take it. That, I take it. That it looked like taxidermy. Taxidermy, yeah, definitely taxidermy. You can see they've been positioned to be sitting yeah. and, and staring at the fireplace. No, no, that, no they're just taxidermy wolves. What was that? Sorry, uh, Theodore. No insignias. You know, no insignias. No insignias. No hide. No, just just normal taxidermy wolves. I'm gonna jump to Grinner and Tiffler. What are you two doing? Grinner, did they say there are people turned into wolves? Well, only the one that we spoke to earlier, love. Oh, but they just had a silly idea of people turning into wolves, and we just saw someone who turned into a wolf, and they've got the wolves in there. You know what? Yeah. Look, you know what? Guys, these... these aren't real wolves. We can hear them. There's a crack in the window. Yeah, there's a hole in the window <laughs> yeah. where someone threw a stone through. <laughs> who did that? Actually, I should say, there's a stone on the floor underneath the table, and a bit of broken <laughs> glass underneath the window still. So. <sighs> I don't have to tell you. Look, Tifla. To be frank with you, it, no, all right, I need to use the terminology again. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be honest with you, 
they put us at risk doing this. Guys, we're gonna have to. Guys, we're gonna have to enter the manor anyway. Literally, a whole reason here is uh, <clears throat> to investigate this place. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Do you have any any of that still string left? Tied around my wrist. I'll hold my breath and I'll go in. If anything did... weird happens. Yeah. All right. Out. Look. Yeah, I'm gonna no, I'm, I... because because this is getting on for fucking hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> nothing weird happens. You, Tithley, you hold your breath. You step in, you can hold your breath for maybe, I reckon, 45, 50 seconds tops because this is not something you're practiced in. And you said before you hate fishing, which means you don't like the ocean, I'm guessing. So you've not practiced like holding your breath for long periods of time. You get as far as the first first open door and then <gasps> you have to breathe in again. Nothing happens. You're inside yeah, but of she takes another deep breath to hold her breath. It's very okay. clear. You, you get as far as the next room and you can see Luther there, the rest of them inside the sitting room. Nothing happens. Um, at this point, the string is not, that's it. Grinner, you have to walk with her or the string is going to snap. <laughs> the only thing I'm going to do is tie like the end of my rope around something outside that's near the front of the manor and just come in with my rope. Okay. Um, so there's got, like, like things to tie it around near the front of the manor. There's really not much. I mean, you could um, you could maybe tie it against one of the oil lamps outside on the wall. I don't want anything that's actually attached to the manor. Even if I have to just leave the rope on the ground, I how just long, want a... How long, how long is your rope? Just 30 feet. Oh god, yeah. There's, I mean, you, you could, there's not really much. I mean, you could tie it around a rock, a big rock, have that sitting on the ground outside the manor, and then yeah, that's fine. Lead the rope through the front door yeah. and just leave it on the ground. That's fine. Okay, yeah, yeah cool. It easy, doesn't have to be done. connected to anything. It just, I just want a tether to the outside world. Yeah, easy peasy. Yeah, that's easily done. You can do that. That's easy. Um, okay. But like, if you're tying it and then trying to tie it to something inside, that's no, 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 nothing yeah, like cool. that. No, no, that's easy. No, you, just, you lay it across. You head on in. Move through the double doors. You can see your friends standing there, Tithler, looking into the room with the with the taxidermied wolves. All right. You see well, the see the see the, the wine. See, it is completely harmless in here. Except yeah, for you're starting to air. get exhausted. Apparently, <laughs> goblins cannot breathe the air inside lovely manners. Look, that was reckless, Ooh. and you put the rest of us at danger. We are a team in this. If if we are going to be running around doing stupid shit, leave the rest of the team outside in danger, this is not going to work. All right? That was unacceptable behavior. Both I just of you got so two, scared I'm genuinely disappointed. Was so, it was awful. I didn't want to be in there anymore. I didn't realize I'm sorry, I just couldn't handle it. I didn't gr realize Grinner would become the mother of the group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. <clears throat> You're you're right. I I apologize. I let my I let the shadows in the dark get the best of my mind, and perhaps I should have kept my cool. But I it's it's not easy. Felt you're, I was in danger. If you get scared, right? That's that happens. Yeah. If you're in danger, you get scared. It's what you do in the process, right? You need to think. Okay. We're all in this together. If you're going to be fucking off, even if you're scared, right, you come to us. You don't go fucking off into potentially more danger, right? You come to us. Yeah, okay, I'll right. keep that in mind. Yeah. All right, Mr. Gunnar, I will I'll defer to you if I ever I become afraid once again. It's not about <laughs> that. It's it's about strength in numbers, right? You you fuck off, you're on your own. I'm saying that right now. You fuck off. You're on your own. 
as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But we will still try and help each other out, right? Like, <laughs> it's a given. <laughs> That's enough. Holding this together, but. You guys hear a loud slam from the direction you came. This loud crash of doors slamming shut. Grinner from the would, pathway would behind you. Would it be you. a soft thud um, instead no, hitting the rope? It's not. <laughs> By the way, it's not. By the way, Owen, I've been looking out the windows the entire time, just, just seeing mist, how the mist fog yep. up against the window. Nothing else. There's nothing there. else right that we can see. Just mist and fog. But yep. you hear a loud slam. Uh, Luther, you would hear from next to you. Actually, Luther, you watch as the glass where the hole was, where the rock was thrown through, begins to seal shut, growing and moving oh, like liquid. This spider-like weird. cracks as it that's closes weird. fully and seals shut. Okay. Can I run to the entry of the room and look out at where the main door is? Grinner, as you go through the ma- as you go through the door into the hallway, there is no front door. It is just oh, a wall. Oh. And there's a section of frayed and fragmented rope sitting on the ground, roughly five and a half, six feet long. Oh, you no. lot, we've got a fucking problem here. Who could have predicted something so sinister would occur <laughs> from running inside this, this completely wholesome manner? And that is where we're going to wrap up for tonight. <laughs> Come back Damn. next week as they explore Durst Manor. Thank you so much, everybody, for coming and joining us. I'm very, very excited that we're now kicking off our Curse of Stride campaign. Very excited for you guys to be exploring Durst Manor. It's going to be a lot I, of fun. Um, mm. I think I liked, for me, what I felt in that session was like a sense of foreboding. Good. That's what I personally felt through it. Like, because it's like, be we'll, like we're investigating like the remains or the sort of what happened to groups past, um, and just it ramped up slowly i found i, I liked it it was oh, thanks good. man yeah. that's I, this is nothing the escalation as you guys explore durst manor oh, i've I'm, oh my god i can't wait there's a lot of stuff for you to find and i will reward careful investigation and also chaos i will also printing. reward chaos yeah, yeah I, as you can see as you can see the, the two people who went in first got the delicious wine so yeah. i mean and i should totally also good. point out i should point out grinner does not like party splitting raf Raph fucking loves party splitting. <laughs> Raph gets into trouble party splitting. That's how Raph and most of his characters have died party splitting. So, uh, great fun. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. I will get this edited and put up as quickly as possible, hopefully in time for Halloween for the US audiences. Um, but for the moment, that's it from us. Stay safe, stay well, and see you all for Tyranny of Dragons on Wednesday night is going to be an awesome, awesome session. Thank you so much, lovely cast members. Thank you very much. Welcome to our very first very first session of Curse of Strahd. And, um, yeah, I've got a lot of fun stuff in mind for this. Uh, nice. Already, those of you who might be familiar with um, the introductory adventure for Curse of Strahd are already noticing Death there's House. some pretty profound differences already. <clears throat> um, yeah, Death, Death House. This is not Death House. This is Durst Manor. It is completely different. Um, so I didn't all right. Get Death House when I did did it the first time. So, oh, you didn't do Death House? No. Oh, okay. Brilliant. So it, it's I, an optional induction. It, it's yeah. a it's a in, it's like a, like an optional intro. Yes. To Curse of Strahd, yeah. but you don't I, have to do it. I like Death House, but I think it's I think there's a lot of improvements that can be made. So I've made, well, the, made and this is it. Well, <laughs> the original Death House is like almost like a TPK. Yeah. For some groups, like yeah. it can be and, really. And the thing difficult. is, like from the second you walk in, it's like. Death House is basically like an evil mansion that is trying to kill you. Like from the second you get in it, and the whole thing it does is it's constantly trying to kill you. Everything you go, everything you do, the house is is trying to kill you. The house is like. Well, the first two, 
The first two floors aren't too bad. It's when you get up a bit further, like in the adventure, for, yeah. for that one anyway. I'll tell I'll tell you now. This is quite a bit different. I have reworked most of this, so it's yes. going to be a completely different experience. Cool. I'm it's been lovely so it. far. It really is. Pleasant manner <laughs> Just manners great. Yeah. This, this was an this was the manner of a very wealthy family during a time when they were at the height of their power. And then something happened. But don't worry about what it. Was you'll it? find out. No, you don't worry. What you'll was find it? Out. Nah, it's all good. You'll find out. I don't want to spoil this. You'll have to you have to search hard, hard and search uh, closely for the clues that will tell you what happened here. And the more information you can gather, the better off you'll be. That's the only hint I'm going to give you. Alrighty, that's it from us, lovely people. Stay safe. Stay well. See you on Wednesday. Goodbye, everybody. Farewell. Bye-bye. Thank you.